I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. You know? Or I could, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like... That could be... to do that because your friend was breaking your balls and telling you the t-shirt idea uh the, the coughing around the mic <laughs> dude it's like it's my signature move man yeah well you if were there, sick that week so yeah <laughs> if i ever had any fans <laughs> that's for you ashley yeah <laughs> dude so uh last episode you know what do you think man you think we did good I think we're doing. I think we're on a roll. I'm not even finished listening to the other episode, and we're here doing another one. It's funny, yeah, yeah. It's funny <laughs> because uh, <laughs> technically we're recording on every third Sunday right now, so we're actually really like legitimately on schedule at this moment. Right. But you're not gonna hear this until some other day. Yeah. Because we fucked the schedule all up. <laughs> So, dude, it's funny because I was, you and I were talking about doing a, uh, let, let's talk about our favorite films. Yeah. And then we did the porno thing, and then I remembered that scene. You ever seen the scene 27 from RoboCop? Yeah, the, the, the deleted scene, it's supposed to be like, it, it looks pretty authentic, too. Like, it's like, it looks like it would be an actual scene from the movie. So and the like, movie's so, like... Gritty? But gritty, but like so over the top with it that you would almost think for a second, like, wait a second, is this really a fucking deleted scene from the movie? But then it just gets so redundant and just <laughs> out of control. It's like, all right, I get it. Dude, he shoots everybody in the dick. Yeah, everybody. everybody. <laughs> Let me see. Actually, I got it pulled up right here. Let's let's play like the little intro to it. Let's see. <laughs> What the fuck is this? Hold on. Let's skip right this shit. Classic RoboCop music. Yeah. Look at these guys. Look at these fucking chumps. Nah, they're gonna they're gonna get her. <laughs> it's the the campiest like the, they had the most campiest dialogue in the in RoboCop, but it's such a fucking great movie. Look at the dude. It's I love the overacting. It's yeah. So fucking. And like that, she almost cuts looks her like she, hair off and throws yeah. it. And like, you can see she's wearing like a wig. Because that's what criminals yeah, do. Right. Let me cut, cut your, your hair, hair off. off. Yep. <laughs> and I think he makes like a, a comment, like he's gonna trim her bush or something like that. <laughs> oh, here comes that desert eagle. Yes. So this is an actual scene in the movie where he, he shoots the guy in the dick. 
But now this clip, they take it to a whole other level. I love RoboCop. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's I saw it when I was seven. Really? Yeah. My we went to like we were talking on the last one. We 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 uh when you you know, back in the day, it wasn't like, you know, you, you had uh all this access to movies. Like you used to spend like sixty dollars if you wanted to own a movie. Like a VHS tape used to cost somebody sixty fucking dollars. For real? I I pretty sure that like we would go to the video store and it would be like if you wanted to own this brand new and take it home and put it in your collection it was like it was astronomical money hmm. like you'd buy the vcr and that's why you would rent the tape that's why everybody would rent the movies for a couple of days you know spend a few dollars to rent it and then bring it back but to actually own the tape no shit yeah i'm 60 I'm, bucks i mean i might be overshooting it a little bit I remember, I mean, I never owned anything as a kid, so, like, I didn't know. But I, I know that when I was in the Army and I had started buying DVDs, yeah, it was $20 or $25 well, yeah. a pop, you know, which I thought was, like, a lot of fucking money. Oh, yeah. You know? But in the but, very beginning yeah. of, like, VHS and Betamax and all that shit, it was expensive. if you wanted to own a movie, you had to pay out the asshole for, like... Isn't that everything though? Like look at look yeah, at video... look at Nintendo games. Yeah, Nintendo dude. games were like fucking sixty five dollars a piece. Yeah, even like video games now. Like, well, I, I mean, I'm saying now, but I haven't bought a video game. I'm not a I'm not like a, I'm gamer, not a gamer guy. Either. I remember, my kids are. I remember like fifteen years ago when I had like a PlayStation three to buy like a the newest. Uh, like I used to play Cool Borders, like snowboarding game. Right. I remember that being like sixty or a hundred bucks or something. Like it was a lot of fucking money. You had to like really decide. Well, it wasn't could just I that. buy three used ones? Right. Like the old shit that nobody wants anymore, or mm-hmm. should I just spend my whole nut on this one fucking? Well, now it's like you you buy the game. Yeah. Not to get too off track, but you buy the game for like forty dollars, and then if you want to use anything that they have in the game, you got to also buy like a download pack that completes the game. And then you have like this deluxe edition where you're spending another like fifty dollars just for that yeah. content. So Dude, you're spending like ninety dollars. Yeah, they, they do. Fucking, it's like playing a little bullshit game on your on your phone. Right. Like I remember when I was. Uh, you get so far, and now you gotta buy more shit to play. You know, to get any farther in the game. Like five or eight years ago, I got into that game, uh, Clash of Clans, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was yeah. Called. I think my kid plays that. The only way you could like get bigger is to, like, literally spend real money. On, like, like, your real fucking money. I knew this one dude at the shipyard. He would spend, like, hundreds of dollars. Hundreds on, of to dollars. To play a fucking game on your phone. To play a fucking game that you're getting nothing from. No. I better get two blowjobs right. out of every hundred bucks. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Like, yep. dude, there better be somebody at home making me fucking dinner for this hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? Yep. Fuck that. That's insane. That's insane that I just said that. Whatever, man. Nah, That's what I do. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like, you always equate the value of something to... Blowjobs? Yeah, blowjobs or handjobs or something like that. Uh, sometimes I tell my significant other that we pay each other in sexual favor. I say like, this, too. I, you know, like, I, t- I tell... I, I ask my girlfriends, I said, are blowjobs like currency to women? Yeah, like, yeah. Now, I mean, it I sounds just, terrible, but... I'm just saying, if yeah. you want me to, to fix some shit around here, <laughs> <laughs> offer it up and see what gets fixed. I'll fix every fucking thing in this house in one day. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying it's like that. I just think, like, in the world of, like, you know, of dating and 
You know. Oh, it's definitely the real world. Let me tell yeah. you something, dude. Blowjobs are currency. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So let, this is how I'm going to bring this back to movies. This morning, and this is going to, dude, this is going to ruffle feathers, but fuck them, I don't care. So this morning I decided, me and my son, we're going to watch Iron Man. He woke up before my daughter. Me and the boy are here alone. And I'm That's like, one of my favorites. I'm like, dude, let's put on the first. This yeah. is the first Marvel movie. Let's put it on the beginning and then maybe, like, when we have alone time, we'll just chip away at this. And at watch this Marvel Universe thing, yeah. Yeah, you know? And he loved it. He was watching it. And I'm like, yeah, Iron Man. He's a mechanic. He builds things. He's awesome. Yeah. You know? And my kid's like, yeah, I like it. Iron Man. And I'm waiting for that classic scene where the music goes in and, and he's standing there and he's like... I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. And yeah. I was like, fucking right he is. Yeah. You know? That's he, dude, great. Dude. So, like... I, I was like, this is me, like, uh, dude, instantly I got annoyed because I'm, like, thinking about more modern Marvel films and how, like, there's this whole push for, like, feminism now, and I'm like, him, <laughs> yeah I'm getting annoyed because I'm like, dude. It's, it's almost like they're pandering. Uh, there definitely is, but, but when you look at the characters, I, I got pissed off because I was like, isn't this fucking typical? Like, dude, Miss Miss Marvel or Marvel Universe or whatever the fuck her name is. is Captain like, Marvel? Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm the fucking greatest. I was born like this. I just came here to your planet and fixed all your fucking problems. I'm so awesome. You should just kiss my ass. I'm fucking perfect. And then here's this dude, Iron Man. We're watching this movie. He gets blown the fuck up. They shoot shrapnel into his fucking chest. He's going to invent this arc reactor and put it in his fucking chest and just fix to himself. Yeah. Just to escape from terrorists that are trying to fucking kill him and enslave him. Ah, but he's not that great. He's not Captain Marvel. You know, like, <laughs> fuck you. I think that's the appeal of, like, Iron Man and Batman and stuff is that they're All regular dudes. They're dudes. Like, Batman is so much more of a great character than, like, Superman. Superman could just do everything. There's no reason to have other characters in the DC Universe because Superman could handle it himself. Dude, at the end of the day... Batman's just a guy. I never get impressed when you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's just, like... He's, like, perfect. Or this... Right. This, now it's this... this uh, well, this woman. She's, like, perfect. We should also just yeah. worship her and idolize her, and she's so fucking great. You know why the Marvel Universe has fallen off? Because now you've taken all of the struggle out of it. Uh-huh. Like, dude, these are these are now these characters are all they're all badasses from day one. There's they're not no, very interesting. That's like, dude, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, you know, like I'm not interested. I don't. I don't. And that's care. just my point of view. I mean, I know there's people that still really follow the Marvel universe, cinematic universe. Like the it's only like, character that I still love because I think, uh, is is Loki, because I yeah. love Loki's mischievousness and like, I think, but that's that I think is um. Because I have this whole theory that Americans are rebellious. Mm -hmm. I think we love uh, the villains. We love the villains more than the heroes. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the villains more. In my opinion, in every situation, every movie, um, pretty much any form of entertainment, your villains dictate the story. Oh, yeah. You know, so the villains are such a valuable character that you naturally are drawn to them. I mean, if you watch anything, you know... That's who you're drawn to. If you watch The Sopranos, you're drawn to Tony. He's a villain. If you watched, uh, I don't know, anything, uh, fucking any TV show, any movie, you watch like a Bronx Tale. Yeah. People love Sonny. 
Yeah. They love him. And Sonny's the bad guy. And Sonny is, quote-unquote, the bad guy. He's kind of more of a shade of gray. Do you think that but that's But he's the bad the, guy. I think that that's uh, because in real life, there's no such thing. Like, Sonny is the hero, but he's also the villain. That's, that's a great real, movie. So, dude, a lot of movies, I don't think people realize that, like... There's no real such thing as the Batman and the Joker because a yeah. lot of people are both, mm -hmm. you know? Dude, at any given moment... Everybody's a shade of gray. Yeah, man. That's yep. the reality of life is yeah. there's no such thing as this perfect icon of like, my God. This is why, like... Ah, uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole yeah, of, yeah, like, we don't have to. politics. Right. Of, like, I, I get annoyed because they always try to paint themselves as, uh, you know, some, like, iconic, perfect human. And I'm like... I'll be honest, the next president that comes up and says, listen, I used to smoke fucking crack. I'm, I'm voting, voting for him. you. I'm, yeah, voting. I'm voting for you. Bro, you know what yep. shit tastes like, all right? Yeah. This, that motherfucker ate humble pie, all right? <laughs> but this president, ah, my life has been great since day fucking one. Dude, how are you going to connect to me? You're a fucking piece of shit. I don't yeah, care, right. dude. You've been raping people since you were a fucking baby, yeah. yo. Like, I'm not perfect. Just tell me you're not perfect, you Bro, know? Like, it's... I'm tired of being lied to, yeah. you know? But anyway, let's bring this back to films and, uh, you know, uh, let's... Dude, let me let me do this. I, I feel like I'm always questioning you. Like, I don't know who the fuck right, you right, are. Right, right, right. Let's, let's start the questions with, right off the bat, and I hate this question, but I'm going to say it to you anyway. What's your favorite top of the fucking list? Mm. See, I always base this on a lot of parameters because I go like, well, what, what movies had the most impact on me? Or, you know, because I have like a whole set of movies that I could tell you made a difference to me when I saw them or it exposed me to something when I saw it. But my favorite? This is, so I got to stop you right there because that's how I answer the question. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, you know, for anybody that doesn't know is I went to film school for three years because I really wanted to be a storyteller. Right. I didn't want to act. I really wanted to be behind the camera. I wanted to write I wanted to tell stories visually, and uh, so for me, like, it's such a stupid question, because I, there's... How can you pick one? There's hundreds of genres, like, yeah. you know, like, I, I love, I love comedy, I love Dumb and Dumber, but I also love Inception, I also oh, love... I love Inception, that's you know, a great I fucking loved, movie. I love horror movies, I loved Saw, I loved Event Horizon, which was sci-fi horror, holy shit, I didn't even know you could do that. I think my girl likes that one, I've never watched oh. it. Creepy yeah. fucking movie. Really? I love it. I love See, I'm not really into the horror genre. I like the I like the the iconic characters there in horror movies. Yeah. But I can't really sit through like a slasher movie. I can't. I love, I love. Uh, I guess there's different types. Yeah, there I could take psychological horror, but I can't do like the the slasher thing. Yeah, but there's a there's a mix in it. Like that movie, yeah. Event Horizon, is so. I love the fact that it's uh, and I'm a spoiler alert. The fucking spaceship basically goes through a black hole and finds itself in hell. Oh wow! And then comes back and brings, I don't know, evil with it or whatever. And then mm -hmm. people go on this ship that they found. They're like, holy shit, the event horizon. There it is. Let's go see what happened. And then basically, when they go on to the ship, they realize like, dude, it's like it's like um, it's like Star Trek fucking had a baby with uh like a uh uh hellraiser it's like wow. fucking in dude it's insane it's like yeah you're watching it and you're like fuck me this is like 
it is like uh, it's not slasher. It's just like gory, scary fucking shit. You know what movie yeah. scared me as a kid, and I still think to this day it's a really good horror movie, and it's kind of a slasher, but it's also psychologically fucking scary. Candyman, oh. the first Candyman, dude, you have is no so fucking good. You have no idea. Listen, I grew up on the edge of Chester, and there used to be abandoned the buildings. projects, and the, the little boy when he goes in the bathroom, and he comes out with the fucking and his hair's white or whatever the fuck. Like that's some scary stuff when they cut that fucking dog's head off in the one scene. Like that's some scary, scary I'm shit. Have to go watch that, dude. When you're 12 years old and you see that, that's see that's what I'm trying to get at. Is when I was a kid, I seen certain movies that had an impact on me because what went on in that movie was so far removed from my reality that it just exposed me. Like, it just hit a raw nerve where I was like, oh, fuck, that's something that's real? Full Metal Jacket? Oh, yeah. Fucking freaked me the fuck out. Candyman scared me because I used to go hide and play in abandoned buildings. Yeah. Dude, the scene where the reporter chick, the blonde, climbs through the hole in the fucking wall... And then there's this crazy mural of a mouth that right. says sweets to the sweet. That fucking scene scared the life out of no me. Shit. I was yeah. like, oh my fucking God, there's monsters in hidden buildings. Like yep. there's, there's a ghost in there. I'm not going in any hidden When we were buildings. kids, we used to do uh, Bloody Mary, <laughs> you know, where we, yeah, and yeah. we would like, there was like that folklore that it was like something would actually happen and we would tell each other like these fucking outlandish scary stories as if they were fucking true yeah. so when they're in Candyman and they're doing that in the mirror and they're doing Candyman 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 and he fucking shows up and like a, like there's that like that flash of light and then he's behind the guy and you know kills them or whatever yeah I don't even know who he kills I don't know if it's a girl or a guy it's been doesn't so long even matter they're it. fucking dead it's man. a scary fucking movie man like it's a <laughs> scary ass movie Candyman's good man the first Candyman is well top notch in my opinion and then Hollywood just shits all over. Yeah, it makes it, you sequels know? and waters it down and dilutes it. And so when I saw, uh, and this will tie it back into the villain. When I saw the movie Saw, because you know I've never seen a, Saw. Ugh, never watched it. You gotta watch. I highly recommend watching the first movie and fucking stop. Yeah, don't watch That's any it. of the sequels. Because there's nine, I think, sequels, or I don't fucking know. But they just... They took this incredible fucking story, and they literally uh, just just kind of like just drove it until the wheels fell off, and then drove on the rotors until they fell off, mm-hmm. and then just dragged it down the fucking street until there was just no metal left, and then, like, when that was still there, they dragged the rope a little longer and just fucking destroyed. Like, what was a good good idea? It went from a, a rolling car that could drive down the road by itself to a pile of fucking blood and ash and dust and shit. Hmm. Like, there is nothing uh, that resembles the original. The original. It's yeah. just dog shit. That's kind of how I felt about that fucking uh, Many Seats in Newark with the Sopranos. There's that, that prequel movie that they just made. Dog shit. Really? I didn't oh watch it. Oh my god. I'm such a fucking Sopranos nut. Yeah. Like I've when I tell you I've literally watched the Sopranos a hundred times, I've probably watched it a hundred times. Huh. Like I put it on in the background sometimes if there's if I don't want to watch anything else. I just put it on. I hate spinoffs and I hate when they try to like uh I hate sequels. I hate spinoffs. I hate prequels. Prequels. Yeah. I like 
Leave Dude, it alone. Leave it alone, Leave man. it the fuck alone. There is so much imagination in this fucking world. We have yeah. 8 billion humans that are just thinking and thinking and thinking. If you take too much of the mystique away from that, you don't leave anything to the imagination, and now you've ruined the thing that everybody's loved. Wow. I don't need to know the origins. Dude, do you know what happens with Hollywood? Let me plan it out in my mind. Fucking Hollywood says, holy shit, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. How can we bleed every fucking yeah. dollar out of this thing? Yeah. That's all. I I won't. I'm like, dude, I I refuse. I just I'm like I'm not watching. I'm I'm not watching anything that's associated with this. I'm fucking done. Yeah. The story was done. It was fine the way that it was. That Saul movie. Oh, so that's what I was getting at is yeah. Saul. Saul was great because you're watching this film. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do another spoiler here. Like let me I'm just gonna tell you what it is. Okay, so there's these these guys locked in this fucking room, and it's a lot like these uh, escape escape the room things. It looks like the same thing. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? These guys are locked in there. So then like this creepy fucking doll on a tricycle comes in and tells them, hey, this is a part of the game. You know, you got to get the fucking key out of that guy's belly, and like this is how you guys are gonna get each other out. And uh, it's like a mystery. You're trying to find out what the fuck's happening here. Now I'm going to ruin the whole fucking thing and just tell you the honest truth is, is at the end, the bad guy wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then they just keep dragging it out. Right. Like, there's a lot of detail that I didn't tell you about, which is why you should watch it. It's not... It's kind of gory, but it's more Psychological. Yes, yeah, psychological. A little bit more of a cerebral movie. I love detective stories. Yeah. And this was like a horror slash detective story. You're trying to figure out what the fuck's happening here. And it all wraps up really nicely at the end. But, I spoiled it for you, the bad guy is going to win. Yeah. And that's why people loved it. And, and... All right, man, I know that there's horror people out there that are like, oh, my God, I want to know more. I want to see more of this. And then they, they did. They they fed the fan base. And okay. then they diluted it yeah, and destroyed it. Yeah, here you go. Here's, here's some more of this. Here's some more of this. And in the movie, they use a lot of kind of creative ways to, like, uh, torture people. That's really mm-hmm. what the big, you know, the big nut is. That's the big, you know, they're, they're fucking, these horror people like seeing humans get tortured. Yeah. You know? But, That's uh, not, I'm not. I don't think I'm really into it. Like when the eh. Walking Dead did that thing where the character Negan like bashed that dude's brains dude, in, and everybody tuned in for it. Shit. But I thought that whole like I remember watching it with my family because they watched it every. I was busy watching Boardwalk Empire when that was on, <laughs> and but this particular episode they were really looking forward to it, and I remember being in the living room and watching it, and I'm thinking, man, this is just an hour of torture. Like this whole episode is just people getting tortured, and it, for some reason I just I feel like it's kind of cheap. Well. You know? That that scene. So I was a Walking Dead fan. I guess you have that emotional attachment to that character all that time, just to see him kind of. I think that there is something completely insane about the fact that people in this country will tune in and watch horrific things. Right. So, like, I don't know about anybody else, but I have friends that are fucked up, and they would literally message me. Like these uh, videos of people getting decapitated. Yeah, yeah, man. I I have people. I had one guy. I had to fucking threaten him to tell him, like, "Yo, dude, I don't think this is fucking funny, and I don't really want to see this. 
I'm a U.S. Army veteran with PTSD. This right. isn't a fucking joke to Yeah, me. it's not funny. I've I've seen some ugly it's things. It's not cool. You it's know? not cute. It's not cool. Yeah, like this isn't, like, like you're amused by this because you're detached. You've never seen this in real life. Right. If you stood next to, you know, a fucking dead body and, and saw, like, what it actually is and smelled it and, you know, like. And you know that beforehand there was life in that person. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't like that. So that being said, I think that there are kind of sadistic people out there that really get a nut off at Mm -hmm. watching that shit. Now, Walking Dead, that scene in particular, I was uh, like it. It fucked me up. Like I was not really prepared for how brutal that scene was, especially on basic cable. Dude, I think it's amazing that they can cash in on that. Like you literally had a fucking snuff film uh-huh. on, on uh, what's that, FX or... AMC. AMC, yeah. you know, like... Dude, you had a snuff film, man. You you literally took a guy with a baseball bat and mm-hmm. fucking killed off, like, a very lovable character that Which happens love. in... The, it's part of the canon. I know it happens in the comic book, by whatever. And I think it's great that that guy got as rich as he did off of, you know, a comic book. Like, that's a dream for creators. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah. don't like that kind of watch this you know like let's... yeah well even if you're gonna kill the character off i still think it would have been for the fans as heartbreaking right but if you just killed them but in the you know like even if you showed them getting hit and then like all right the rest of it but they didn't Dude, they, they showed you every little nook and cranny they showed of his it. head cracking the fuck open yeah you know which to me was like dude you can't show pornography on TV, but you can yeah. show a fucking right. human. You can't show his your fucking crushed. nipples on Facebook wearing a <laughs> diaper. You know what I mean? Like you can't put that funny picture of you up on Facebook, but you can watch fucking AMC and watch a guy get his head bashed. All in. right. So for context, I think. Well, we talked would... about it on the last episode. Did we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. brought it up on the last episode. You took a. It was a funny picture of you. You know, you were wearing like a ball gag and a crown and a fucking yeah, diaper, yeah. but. <laughs> Facebook, you know, you're doing enough goofy, offensive shit in there, but they took it down for nudity because your nipples were in it, you know? Not a woman's nipples, you know? Yeah. Your nipples. Yeah, but yeah. if I stood there in my bathing suit with my children, they would have went, ah, this is yeah. a wholesome picture. Yeah, know? right. So. Yeah, it's just, it's it's weird the way that that works, but, you know, I bet you a shit ton of people tuned in to AMC that week, so. Guaranteed it was record-breaking numbers television, yep. for that For an hour of hour. fucking torture. It's not just that scene that's torture. There was other scenes with other characters that were torture as well. Sure, you sure. Know? But then, so, like, and then even on that show. And like, not that I'm holier than now. Nah, I don't have a problem nah. with violence as a storytelling mechanism yeah well so that show has violence but i'll tell you this so i i eventually let go of walking dead because they this is another thing that they just weren't that character that beat that guy's brains and becomes a good guy later on dude i don't want to fucking hear it you you painted this person as pure evil right for fucking four seasons and then all of a sudden you i'm supposed to have sympathy for him you converted him he's 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 one of us now yeah Dude, he literally, like that girl, like, and let's talk about real life and resentments. Real life resentments are that the, the, the mother, the fucking, the wife of, um, God damn it. I can't remember. Glenn? Fucking Glenn. Yeah. The wife of Glenn, her, you know, like in real life, she would have found a dark corner where that motherfucker was sitting at 
and blown his fucking brains out. There's right. no law. There's nobody that's going to go, hey, man, I can't believe you did that. You're going to jail for the rest of your life. It's the fucking walking dead. It's the end of the world. It's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. They should have fucking tortured him. They should have filleted him and spewed his fucking guts all over the, you know. Right. But oh, we're better than that. You know, we have a sheriff. He's retired from Texas or whatever. He woke up in a fucking hospital bed, mm-hmm. you know. Fuck you, man. Yeah. This is the end of the world. I'm fucking killing that guy. That guy is dying. He's fucking dying. I don't give a shit if he becomes a born-again Christian. He's fucking dying. Yeah, it's like, you know, you were Jeffrey Dahmer. Am I supposed to feel fucking sympathy for you? <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I don't understand people that fucking get fascinated by... We were going to do a whole show about villains, and maybe this is that show almost to a certain extent. Eh, it but could be a little bit of everything. It could be a little bit of both. But I don't understand the glorification. And this is about food, too. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Big Daddies, we love your barbecue. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Jeff, uh, Jeffy Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just don't understand like that how people tune in to see that and they get so fucking into it. And they're, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer's so cool. Jeffrey Dahmer was a fucking piece of shit, dude. Like, he was a piece of shit. I don't care how mentally ill he was, you know? Like, he killed motherfuckers and ate them and all this other shit. Like, I don't get it. But Everybody he becomes like a, a pop culture icon. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I'm going to sound like, like a it. dick for saying this right now, but it's because he's, dude, he's he's the, the villain of the gay community. He's the, right. the bad guy of the gay guy. Now, that being said, you know, to shovel a little dirt on myself as well, like, I've always been fascinated by, like, um, like I love mafia stuff and mafia movies and things like that. I got really into um, Richard K- uh, Kuklinski, the Iceman. The guy that did those interviews on HBO, he was a contract killer. And I think he tells a lot of tall tales, like he killed this person and that person. I don't think he killed Jimmy Hoffa and all that shit, like he claims he does. But um, I got rid of, so just to say, like, I'm not holier than now, you know? Like, I do get a little fascinated by things like that. But in that sense, I just didn't understand how people flock to Netflix to see a Jeffrey Dahmer thing like that. I don't know, man. When I think about serial killers and these people... Like, even trying to understand a serial killer. Why are you killing these people? You get off. Mm-hmm. You have to get some kind of release. Like, what? maybe, like, this will bring it back to, like, the addiction bullshit. Is like, it's got to be like an addiction. I watched the interviews of the uh, BDK. Yeah, yeah. Or BKT, whatever. BTK. BTK. Dude, that fucking Looney Tune guy. Mm-hmm. That guy, he literally is, like, like thinking about... Like yeah. how he killed the people and very casually answering the judge. You're like, this fucking dude. And then he's like, oh, yeah, then then I went home, took my kids to baseball practice, and then um, we went to church on Sunday. You know? Bro. Yeah. Like, the only way I can understand is it's an addiction for him. There's like this urge, this need to do this. You're getting off. You must be getting off. You must be like close to having an orgasm or something like what is it that you're fucking doing it for? I don't, I don't, I always think that people are driven by their impulses, you mm-hmm. know? So if that's your impulse to do that, why? And most importantly, like, uh, I don't know. I think it's, so what I'm trying to understand is, is like, I think there's a difference between a person that's a contract killer and does it for business. Mm-hmm. Like a soldier in theory is a contract killer. Your job's to go and do this. You kill the enemy. You're getting paid to do it. Yeah. That's your job. 
You're not supposed to like go there and fucking enjoy it and eat them afterwards. I think the idea behind Iceman was that he was so remorseless about it, and it, it's like he told told these stories about these contract killings and stuff. But then he sits down with a therapist and kind of explores the origins as to why he has no remorse about it or how he has no fear mechanism in him and things like that. And um, and it goes back to like his childhood and abuse and things like that. And then it comes into you know he used to hurt animals along the way. And just how many people he killed without feeling all the way up until, you know, he becomes such a valuable contract killer because it's just so easy for him. And then he devises these clean ways to kill people with cyanide and things like that. Like, uh, he doesn't want to make a mess and, you know, it just becomes business for him. But either way, I mean, I'm not saying, like, what I'm saying is... I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on people that love the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. I really Man, fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. I felt I found Ted a lot of interest Ted in this Kaczynski's other guy. He's the guy. Ted Kaczynski was a smart, smart boy. <laughs> Honestly, he was. He's a fucking smart. I mean, listen, dude. I'm not condoning what he did as far as you know, with the the bombings and stuff like that. But if listen, a lot of what he said came to some sort of fruition. I'll say this. We all have our fascinations. Right. I think um, we all study them and we all are curious because, again, I think we all do kind of um, idolize the villains. Right. You know? And it, even that, I think, over time washes away. You know? Like, I think over time, the idea of them being a villain eventually fades and then it turns into, like, well, he was Carnegie. You know? Like, he was he was a Rockefeller. He... Mm-hmm. To build a business. Dude, he cheated a lot of people and fucked yeah. over millions and robbed people and killed people. And, like, uh, maybe he really wasn't right. a great person. Like, maybe he was piece of shit sociopath that was. A lot like, of people say that, like, about. I don't know a whole lot about Che Guevara or whatever. Yeah. But people look at him like he was some kind of revolutionary or whatever. But you go back and you do a little research on him, you find out he did a lot of horrible shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, was the cause of a lot of horrible shit. So, it's easy when there's a movement in in place, and you need a face to put it put on it. Yeah. You know, here's a symbol. Now you're creating a symbol. You know, and it's uh, I don't know, man. It's it's like I think at the end of the day, we're fascinated by villains because, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know why we just are. You know, they're more interesting than the heroes. You know, that's why it's easy to, especially in movies you know that's why it's easy when you watch a video or even nowadays and you see a fucking cop or something you instantly think oh what the fuck's this guy doing wrong and you're like like i just think as a society we're always looking like you're not perfect you're not fucking like everybody's judging everybody's yeah. judging you're a villain too we're all villains yeah. you know so like that's why i think people get uh stuck on it you know possibly so i don't know but let's talk about, about movies. Yeah, yeah, we're a half hour in. We talked about one fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, so the RoboCop thing, dude. He's shooting, shooting the people's dicks off. Yeah, right. You know. Fucking it looks like, but dude, I loved RoboCop when I was a kid, man. I he was loved brutal. it. Well, I think it, we we rented it from West Coast Video, and my father thought it was kind of like going to be like a movie that a kid could watch. I can hear a millennial right now, or or I don't know what generation you are, but you're fucking. I guess young. Generation X. Let's say a twenty year old. I can hear a twenty year old saying right now, "What's West Coast Video?" Yeah. I don't even know. I don't understand where <laughs> you you didn't Netflix it. 
You didn't no. watch it on YouTube? No, you fucking moron. There was no store. internet. Yeah, we had there to go to a no store. fucking internet. Seek it out, rent it, bring it home, and then when we were done with it, bring it back. <laughs> you know. And if you didn't bring it back, there was you a late You got charges. Fee. Yep, you got charged for it. But um, yeah, so and we rented RoboCop. If you didn't pay the late fees, they took your fucking yeah, membership. Yeah, they took your membership away, and you couldn't rent anything ever yeah. again. You're not going in there yeah. looking looking through the curtains at the pornos nope. no more. No more smoking section for you, buddy. <laughs> but uh, RoboCop, my dad brought it home. We rented it. I brought it home. He lets me go into his bedroom by myself to watch RoboCop. I'm seven years old. <laughs> he lets you go watch it by yourself. Yeah, because you we, only, we only had one room that had a VCR. It was my parents' bedroom. It was the only room that had a VCR. So, go in there, I'm watching it, and I'm, you know, first 10 minutes in, you're not seeing a whole lot. When they kill Officer Murphy. Oh, my God. It's brutal. Dude, brutal. It, 20 minutes. I mean, they, it looked like the Las Vegas shooter. Like, that fucking it's band. It's brutal. There was, like, a fucking minigun. There was, like, yep. fucking, dude, there was anything. And they're being very casual about it. The whole, scene where he's, like, picking targets on them. Yeah. And, you know, they blow his arm off. And, it, I mean, it looks very over the top. Yeah. Like, but it's gruesome. Yeah. It's gr- and not something that a seven-year-old should see. Yeah. Thousands of bullets. Yeah. Thousands. And then you also have, like, a movie, you have parts of the movie, like you said, like, he shoots the one guy in his dick. And then, uh... I'm trying to think what else happens in there. That one guy fucking melts. Remember he, he the the chemicals. He gets uh get he like, and then he gets ran. He's like melting. He's got like fucking acid on him, and he's fucking walking through the street and fucking they're driving the van. It's like in one of the final scenes. The character Emil, one of the villains, gets you know really? splashed with all these fucking chemicals, and he's melting. Oh and he's God. walking through the streets, and this fucking flesh is falling off of him. And then they run him over, and he just splatters on the whole fucking screen. <laughs> Dude, RoboCop was fucking iconic, but it made such a mark on me as a seven-year-old where it was like the shock of it was like, holy fuck, I got to show this to all my friends now, (laughs) you know? So, you know, me and my buddy Michael, we would watch it, and, uh, you know, there's a scene where they're in a convenience store, and this guy's fucking shooting at RoboCop, and the bullets are bouncing off him, and as he's shooting, he's, like, walking backwards, he's like, fuck me, fuck me. So me and my buddy Michael would always be like, fuck me, fuck me. You know, like, we learned how to curse from fucking RoboCop, you know what I mean? I used to build, uh, so his gun, back before I knew anything about guns... The Desert uh, Eagle. The Desert Eagle. Yeah. I used to build it out of Legos, and yeah. I wanted I wanted my like Lego gun to look like RoboCop's, Robocop's gun. gun, and yeah. then I would strap it to the side of my and leg, spin it around, and fucking yeah, freeze, punk. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Ed Two Hundred Nine, man. Oh my god, do I love Ed Two Hundred Nine? What's that? The fucking the giant, the predecessor oh, to RoboCop. Dude. That uh that blows the guy away in the fucking office. Yeah, dude, and he can't climb up the steps. So and, yeah, and uh, then even the way it used to walk around, the Ka-doom. stop motion animation, Ka-doom. which Ka-doom. is sorely Ka-doom. missed for oh, me. Dude. I would much rather have stop animation, stop motion animation, and practical uh, special effects than anything computerized. Like yeah. I, I go back and I watch the original Star Wars and fucking RoboCop. I just love the handmade feel of like that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh it's my gone God. Now. now it's yeah. all computer. Like, it looks it looks more ominous the way that he moves in stop motion animation oh, it's... than to see him move fluidly. So we used to walk around like that with our arms like that, me and yeah. my little brother. Ka-doom, 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 ka-doom. <laughs> yeah, 15 seconds you know? to comply. 
Dude, I fucking love RoboCop. I love it. That's but that's funny. another one. They started making sequels, and it trailed off, and they yeah, ruined well, the fucking property. They totally ruined it. I was a huge uh, fan of, like, campy movies, and I didn't even know what they were. I just loved... Like, I remember, remember the movie Cyborg? Not really. There was a movie called Cyborg when I was a kid, yeah. and it was, like, this dude, and he ends up, like... Uh, I don't even remember the whole story. There was like a, there was like a lot. There was a, so I grew up rollerblading. Mm-hmm. There was a movie that was like post-apocalyptic. Rollerbladers. I think I know Prayer what you're talking about. I seen that. Yeah, Prayer of the Roller Boy is pretty good. Dude, it's not a bad movie. Dude, it was it was kind of cool because like I enjoyed was, it. There was different gangs. There was the biker kids. They were all on BMX bikes. There were skateboarders. Mm-hmm. There was like rollerbladers, and they were all like. I think there were like drug wars and shit going yeah, on. And like, yeah, it's a cool movie. You know, yeah. I enjoy it. There was a lot of movies that I watched back then that I wish I could find. I was a car guy, so for me, the big movie that I loved, I was first of all, I gotta admit that I was a huge uh, Emilio Estevez fan. Yeah, I loved him ever since. Um, I liked Wisdom. Wisdom was a good movie with him and Demi Moore, where he know. like daydreams that he's robbing banks and shit like that. I don't know. I'll have to see that. It's really good. And to so me, more is fucking it. adorable. Dude, I was a huge fan of westerns. Yeah. So oh, Young Guns? You're a Young, young guns, guns guy? Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Young my guns, brothers love the Young Guns. They loved them. I loved Young Guns uh, 2 more than yeah. the, the first one. Young Guns 2 with Bon Jovi. Yeah. That music, dude. I still, to this yeah. day, listen to that fucking song. from that shit. And I'm yeah. like, I'll fucking kill everybody today, dude. I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll fucking get some six shooters and start shooting this motherfucker up. That was my brother's fucking favorite shit, man. They yeah. love the Young Guns movies. And then, uh, but like I said, Full Metal Jacket was another one that had a huge impact on me. Because I didn't know anything about, um, about fucking... The like military and stuff like that, yeah. and I didn't know what basic training was. Anything. I think, I think it's crazy watching military movies now as opposed to prior to me serving. So now when I watch them, uh, I do. I think that uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, first of all, I think he's he was a genius. Yeah. I think some of the things that he wrote about and his stories and the detail that he got. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna fully understand until later you know uh when you think like a clockwork orange like dude that is like such a social commentary kind of movie like people don't understand that like you're you're literally like it's so relevant to society today because young people give zero fucks about anything Mm -hmm. including hurting people really badly yeah the idea of ultra violence they have like a the world know? star like fucking people getting their asses beat and i just don't i don't understand what's fucking and then entertaining the about movie that. literally illustrates this growth of of from an adolescence to an adult and and growing the desensitized out of, becoming desensitized yeah it's it's fucking like mind blowing to mm-hmm. me that it's it's relevant it's yeah. still very it's like relevant. you tell a very relevant story with complete absurdity Dude. Like with absurd images. That's what that kind of, like to me, that's what Clockwork Orange is. Yeah. Yeah. And even now, like the visualness, like you and I are artists and, and when I watch it, I'm still like. Blown away by the visuals. It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. The know? milk bar, the Karuva milk yeah. bar and everything. It looks really cool. Yeah. But Full Metal Jacket, I saw when I was eight. I really? saw Full Metal Jacket. When I was, my father had a real bad fucking way of like rating or like screening the things that <laughs> he was letting me watch. 
<laughs> and he was like, he, my dad was in the Navy and he liked military shit. Well, and, uh, but maybe, maybe he let you watch it for a reason then. I, I don't think it's that he let me, I don't even think he knew that I was completely, he was completely aware that I was watching it when he was watching it. I might've been sitting there playing with toys or some shit and he just, you know, figured it was something he was focused on and I wasn't watching it. Now, believe it or not, like the thing that you would think would have had the most impact on me didn't. The scene where uh, Private Pyle kills himself right. is like the probably, the, you know what really had the most impact on me was when they shot the little girl at the end of the movie, the sniper. It was so like scary to me. So that's that's the scene that I have the hardest time. Yeah, because you know? it's so really re- reality-based. Like, yeah, it's, so it's fucking scary. I've never really. been in that particular predicament to, you know, to, to witness something that bad, but I've definitely seen... Uh, I've seen dead women mm-hmm. and and to think about like would it be more humane to let them suffer or to end it right yeah. now and right. that's like this huge moral fuck, kind of yeah you know yeah yes are you doing the right thing right now or not and yeah. then you're watching this person pass on from life to unknown or Whatever. If you're a religious person, you, you maybe you have an idea. I don't. Doesn't I don't matter. Have a fucking those idea. those characters that killed the girl at the end of the movie are still left in this world to deal with the dilemma. Yeah. And I think what fucking scares me the most about that scene is not so much, uh, like you get past the act, but um, Rafterman's reaction to it, where he's like, "Am I am I a killer? Am I you know like he's like all fucking excited about it, like he's like getting off on the idea." To, and Joker is like very conflicted over it like that's all he wanted to go to vietnam for was to be the you know first kid on his block to have a confirmed kill well he says that as a yeah he said i know but you get what i'm saying like you kind (laughs) of thinking like what an asshole thing yeah i know what a terrible but it's a fucking alarming movie but i think that that cynicism and that sarcasm is something that i relate to like maybe i love that movie i love that movie too by the way but i also think that it's his name is Joker because he knows that he's going to see bad things. And he knows maybe he even experienced bad things already. Right. And I think that a lot of us that tell jokes and fuck around a lot, it's our way of diverting from that painful subject. Yeah. it's e- It makes it easier to deal with. Yeah. So yeah. even the joke of like, I'm, I'm going to be the first kid on my block to have yeah. a confirmed kill. Like, right. Th- that's him rationalizing in his brain what he's gonna have to do yeah this is this is a real thing that he's fucking scared of and he's terrified of and i'm gonna make a joke about it you know because that's the way i would respond i would try to like downplay it like yeah you know this is fucking stupid it's not a big deal but in reality in in my soul this is tearing me apart i am fucking scared and i'm also morally divided by what i'm doing you know which I think that's like kind of the, like the crux of his character. Like he has the peace. Like they even bring it up with the peace sign on the helmet, and then he I think it says "Born to Kill" on his helmet or something. Like he has like a peace sign on his jacket, but it says "Born to Kill" on his helmet. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, and I th- like the reason that I think like the uh, the scene with uh with Leonard the Private Pile didn't bother me. I was home the day that Bud Dwyer killed himself. <laughs> on tv so Holy i rem- i was seven years old when i saw that which is funny because you look like gomor pile with your head <laughs> fucking shaved right <laughs> so you would think but like that was the only reason like i don't recommend that anybody if you get kids don't fucking watch full metal jacket with your kids because it's, it's pretty fucking wild <laughs> come here genevieve we're gonna yeah. watch something yeah what are they doing you know they're beating them with soap 
Like, <laughs> oh my god, what a fucking brutal movie. Scary. You know? But well, like that's what I'm saying. Like that thing those things had such an impact on me as a child that they're forever indelibly like ingrained in my brain. Hmm. Uh The Fly, nineteen eighty six, The Fly with Jeff the Goldblum. Fly was just <sighs> creepy and uh you know, like it was creepy. It was gross. It was scary. There's the scene where she gives birth to the maggot in the dream sequence, but also there's like a sexiness to it because Gina Davis is so fucking cute. And then there was there's also another lady in there who is just so fucking fine. Ugh. The chick that he brings home from the bar after he breaks that guy's arm, arm wrestling on him. The bone pops out of the guy's arm. He like grabs that chick and takes her home. I don't even remember. Oh my god, that chick is so fine. I remember getting grossed out when I saw him yeah, turn very into the fly. Movie. I was like, nah, I can't do this. When he's throwing up on food before he eats it and Ugh. stuff. Yeah, the fly. And I saw fl- the fly when I was a kid too. Like I saw really? that when I was really young. But I'm gonna okay. Let's just to wrap up like you know the trauma of my movies. I guess <laughs> if I had to pick one movie that's my favorite movie, like I could watch it any time. And say, this is a fucking masterpiece to me. I'm going to say No Country for Old Men. Really? Honest to God. Just because you can't... The first time I watched it, it had such a... Like a um, like a, a way... Like it tells the story great. And there's such a uh, moral kind of thing. Like, uh, like there's no clean getaways. Like, I think that's kind of like the 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 point of the story is there's no clean getaways and you really can't predict anything that happens in that movie. Nothing that you think is going to happen happens. So I think for me, when I watch that film, uh, especially the name for the, even the name of the movie, no country for old men. Uh, I think it's about a changing of times. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of it is Tommy Lee Jones explaining that like things are different now and I don't understand them at all. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where what the he movie, opens the movie with it. Yeah, that's where the movie title comes from. He's, right. he's like, dude, I don't even belong here no more. I don't know what the fuck you people are doing. Yeah. You're selling drugs. Why? Why yeah. are you selling drugs? You know. Um. So I'll say I think that's fascinating that you choose that movie. I love it. And. It has a direct correlation to one of my all-time, all-time, I can watch this movie any fucking time. Is it a Coen Brothers movie? Nope. Oh, no. It's a Sergio Leone movie. It's a spaghetti western, and it has Charles Bronson and uh, Peter Fonda, and it's called, uh, what is it? Uh, fucking Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, okay. Famously, uh, The Man with the Harmonica. Yeah, the, yeah, I love the music from the man the in the harmonica. The music is so uh, captivating to me. Yeah, it's scary. But even the idea of like these two, like I guess that's where like Batman and the Joker became a fascination of mine because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's these two people that, even in the movie, uh, the most recent uh, Dark Knight movies, when the Joker's in there and he says to Batman, "We're gonna for- we're gonna we're gonna do, do this, this forever,", forever. Just, yeah. and I remember thinking. They're bonded there is to each other with that. always going to be a good guy and a bad guy mm-hmm. battling. That's what that's what God and Satan are. That's what, you know, uh, the man with the harmonica and the man in black in Once Upon a Time in the West, that's what they are. They're, you know, they're they're the iconic... I even listen... So I, I listened to Stephen King's uh, series of books called The Dark Tower. Right. And he was probably influenced by that movie in some way because the 
the main character is chasing the mysterious man in black, mm-hmm. which to me is like, I always remember that movie once upon a time in the West. And I'm like, he is the man in black. He's always wearing a black duster and he's got a black hat on. And like the man with the harmonica is going after him. He's chasing across the desert. This is what this is. So I don't know if you've never read the dark tower series. It's, it's I never, a, yeah, I've never read that main character's name is Roland. It's a great series. Yeah. I got annoyed with a lot of it because I was like, dude, he's stealing shit from other movies. <sighs> I had to like recant my statement because when you when you finish everything, it all wraps up so nicely and he explains, dude, Stephen King created a fucking universe. Right. And incorporated every story that he's ever written and and wove it all together and explained that it's all a part of this big thing. You know, it's like, it's like the ultimate, like, holy shit, I see all the connections now, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, it broke my heart because they made a movie called The Gunslinger, which is the first book yeah. about Roland going across the desert, chasing the man in black. Ruin it for you. It's, it's terrible. It's, uh, some people are like, uh, it's cause it's Idris Elba and he's a black guy and the actual, in the story itself, it's like this. Uh, Clint Eastwood, Robert Redford, old white guy with mm-hmm. white hair and white beard. So, like, all right. It's not faithful to the source material. Yeah, yeah. I, that kind of bothered me a little bit. But more so, it bothered me the fact that they made it a action movie. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. It's a very... Uh, it's, a, it's a saga. It's a long story. It's not something you can tell in one movie. You right. know? And you can't just... Like, guns blazing, jumping in the air, like fucking Neo from the Matrix. Like, dude, that's not what this is. Yeah, this it's isn't... not supposed to be flashy. Yeah, right. this is this is an old Western with some weird angle to it that's very fantastic, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I hope they redo it someday and do it right. Mm-hmm. No you know? Country for Old Men is very much like a Western, you know? No Country for Old Men is a great movie. It's so good. So there's another one that I love, which reminds me of that movie a lot. And I don't think they're affiliated at all, but it's called The Counselor. I never saw that. You should see it. Cameron Diaz is in it. Um, Michael Fassbender's in it. And it is fucked up. Yeah? In an awesome way. Hmm. So it's basically this, this uh, attorney to this fucking drug dealer decides... He's in love with Cameron Diaz's character, who is like this uh, socialite, but she's like, she's like, uh, she's like, like morally bankrupt. She's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 no. He was in love with Penelope Cruz, who was like this innocent, beautiful Spanish chick that, I guess they're in South America somewhere. Like I can't remember exactly where, but uh, they're down there. There's these four characters. Cameron Diaz is basically a socialite, but she's also like a you know, she's fucked up. She's kind of a thief or whatever. So the drug dealer dude and the attorney decide we're going to put some money together and we're going to buy some drugs. And shit goes south. The drugs get stolen. But the people that sold him the drugs are like, dude, we're coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're coming for you. There's nothing you can do about this. You know? So then they're like, they're, they're like trying to elude, you know, the drug dealer, the, the scary monster cartel people. You right. Know? And it's uh, maybe I'm not even doing it justice by explaining this. You should watch it. We should discuss. Yeah, it I'll later. check it out. 
Uh, it's a fucking... If you love No Country for Old Men, it's the same vibe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not the same writers and, and directors. Well, it's the Coen brothers that did uh, No Country for Old Men. Let's look it up. Let's and see. I, I think No Country for Old Men, the book is actually a lot fucking weirder with Anton Chigurh than the movie depicts him as. Like, he, he says some pretty wild, outlandish shit, like, because he's, you know, kind of insane. But, uh, I just, I love that it's like, they're always on each other's tail. Oh, this is a Ridley Scott film. What is, The Counselor? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to send this link to you. Yeah, send it to me. I just liked in No Country for Old Men how, like, I couldn't predict anything. You always thought there was gonna be this showdown between Llewellyn and Anton that never really comes... And, uh, like, they have that one showdown at the hotel, but they don't really see each other face-to-face. Yeah. And uh, there's not really, like, there's no moment where they really wrap up their conflict with each other. And then, you know, even the scene where Anton goes back to the hotel room and uh, Tommy Lee Jones is standing in the uh, closet, nothing happens between them. And when Llewellyn dies, it's not by anybody else's hand other than the drug dealers that are coming to get their money. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie when Anton kills Llewellyn's wife because he's, he has to keep his word to himself that, you know, this is something I said I was going to do. I have to do it. So that character alone is why I think so most people are. are fascinated with him. Because when you really, like, I would, I, I guess someday maybe I should watch that film and really try to dive into what that character is. I mean, he's... He's like the walking death. He is, um, he has, like, I heard somebody once describe it as he has a morality that you just don't understand, but Mm -hmm. there is, there is morals behind his decisions. He's in the gas station. With the the coin flip with the old man. he tells the old man, you have to choose. That's the only way this works. I don't know what I stand to win. You stand to win everything. Yeah, and he just doesn't understand that. Literally, I mean, I guess your your description is correct. Is he is literally the Grim Reaper? This yeah. is a man that like brings death everywhere he goes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't know? matter who you are. Yeah. Randomly, he stops the man, takes his car, and he's like, "Stand still for me." And he just he kills him with the cattle. Yeah. Uh, with the cattle gun. Yeah. A crazy. Just a crazy movie. Yeah. You know, everywhere he goes, and then he kills um, Woody Harrelson's character. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, he's yeah. there. He's supposed to come hunt him down, and you know, uh, he, and well, even Woody yeah. Harrelson knows that like, oh, this I've, dude yeah. is a strange fucking. Dude. I'm fucking with the right. Do you even realize how crazy you are? He says to him before you know before he shoots him. <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fascinating. But just the idea that Llewellyn comes across this money, and it's like, there's just no clean getaways. There's no easy way to get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's kind of the moral of the story. Is that, And even at the end, when Anton is driving off in the car, and the guy comes through the stop sign and plows into the side of him, even though he doesn't die in the movie, he doesn't get away unscathed either. You know, there he is walking down the street with his arm slung in a kid's shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the bone popping. Yeah, the fire. bone hanging out. Yeah, it's so good. What if I, I just think it's incredible. I went and saw that with a friend of mine who was like one of the smartest guys I know, and he fucking hates it. He hates the movie. Really? I never understood why he hated it so much. It depends. I think people watch films for different reasons. Some people love a happy ending. Y- you all right? No, that's you sending me something. Oh, I'm sitting here looking off. like, who the fuck? You sent me a yeah, text was, message. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you're the jerk off for having your fucking phone. I just, you didn't yeah. turn it on silent? Yeah. No, it's I have it turned all the way down. I'm sorry. I'm but, just breaking uh, your balls. I know. I have it turned Everybody down. Everybody listening like, is laughing. You never right know. Now. Like I'm a paranoid dude when it comes to my kids and my family and stuff. Like I just always want to be available if something goes on. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I always have my phone facing me. Yeah. And uh, like even when I attend, uh, attend like my 12 step program that I do, right? And, like I always need to see like, dude, just in case. You know, if something bad's going to happen, right. I need to get the fuck out of here, yeah. you know? But uh, let's stay on topic. Let's right, stay right, on topic. Right, right. But uh, all right, so that's your... Let's... I think that yeah, I'm going to rank that up there in my top three. I don't yeah. want to say anything's my favorite, but that's in my top three. So me, when it comes to like me choosing movies, I got to admit, I love cerebral like movies. Yeah. I love movies that make me think. I like mind benders. I don't like them to be... Uh, so like sometimes people are like oh well you just like a twist at the end and I'm like no no I don't want it to obviously have a twist at the end like you mm-hmm. ever watch something and you're like dude they're gonna fucking yeah. they're gonna twist this up like this is I see it coming you know like sometimes you can tell you know so like but there's other times like like say uh, like Sixth Sense yeah, I didn't see that coming. Dude, I, didn't I see watched it coming. that movie, and I was just like, what the fuck? I go back you know? now, and I, I'm not like a huge fan of that guy, damn Night Shyamalan guy. I'm not like the biggest fan of him, but I remember seeing that in the movies with uh, with my kid's mom. I think he gets uh, a bad rap. I think he's good to a certain extent. I don't think everything he does is great, but he, he, he's made some cool movies. Unbreakable was good. Yeah. You know? I didn't really see Signs or whatever. My buddy love loves signs. that. My buddy loves that one. I didn't see I, it. I thought Signs was so great because that was one I, I really believe was well written. Mm-hmm. Because when you first see it, there's so many layers to what that word actually means, Signs. At first you're thinking like, oh, it's about the aliens leaving fucking patterns in the, uh, in the, in the fucking... But then it's like... You don't understand why they're telling you these details. Why are there glasses of water all over the fucking house? Why is the little kid mm-hmm. got fucking asthma? Like, you're like, there's a lot of details that I don't understand what the fuck all this correlates to, you know? And then in the end, it all makes perfect fucking sense for this exact one scene, which I think that is great storytelling. Right. I think I think when it all adds up at the end, like, like we said earlier about that movie Saw... When you're watching Saul and you're you're going through the the motions of the story and the story's telling you different parts and it's all weaving and you're like, where the fuck is this going? And you're you're racking your brain just trying to understand. I don't see how this is gonna tie together. I'll tell you one that I love, and it and it's it's a two for one deal for me. It's a sci-fi and a western, and it was a, a miniseries on HBO called Westworld. Yeah, I loved Westworld. The first season. To the first. Me, I think the second season's not so bad either. Second season's not too bad, but the, but the first, first season's season, incredible. Dude, Anthony Hopkins, uh-huh. all of these great actors. The Man just, in Black. He turned William oh William and Bill are the same character, and you don't dude. really. I mean, I kind of put that together probably by the fourth or fifth episode, but yeah. when they reveal it at the end, you're like, that makes so much. He comes in with the white hat. Yeah. He walks in the West World, and he's wearing. The, he chooses the white hat, and by the end of it, he's the Man in Black. Yeah. That's there's a that's a really. So that story alone, I mean, and that is just another one of these, like, it was getting weaved together, 
as you're watching it. Right. You're thinking, where the fuck is this going? I don't understand. I think the the you know? problem with that show, why it ended, is just it got too far out of hand. I couldn't even follow it at the end. So I, I watched it all the way to, there's supposed to be one more season. There's a season four on HBO Max. Yeah. Well, no, I think there's supposed to be. No, they canceled it. Oh, they canceled it? Yeah, it's it? done. That's oh. it. No more. I got to be honest. I'm glad to hear that. Because yeah, I, could, I didn't get it. It was getting so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That it was just so they got out of the park, and then once they left the park, I was like, I I don't have any interest now. You took me out of the setting. Yeah. You know. So then for me, was, settings are a character. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So so they took it out of the park, and then you're in a real world. And in the real world, now they take Jesse from Breaking Bad, and they're like, all right, he's this character that somehow is a badass. He must have been a soldier or something, but they're all being com- controlled. They mm-hmm. all have like this mind control shit going on, and then they have to like get over that bad guy. That's the evil computer that's controlling everybody in the world. And then the the next the last fucking season. Is, I didn't even watch it. Is the same thing only at the end. You know, like dude, I'll say this. This is the part that like drives me nuts. Is like it got. It got woke. It like it got yeah. woke, and it, and you're like, dude, this doesn't even make fucking sense. So there, that dude Jesse has a daughter. The daughter, uh, they get separated because Jesse's got to go off and do a mission with the one robot chick. That's cool. That's fine. Everything's going. They're trying to like kill the bad guys, you know, like uh, whatever. And then in the show, as the girl gets older, she becomes a lesbian. Now, I don't hate lesbians. I don't hate the gay community. I hate the fact that it's a bad storytelling. Yeah. You know, like, this is the part of the story that doesn't make sense to me, is that the daughter grows up. She literally, they tell you in the story that she's going to be the last human on the planet. Her and her girlfriend. This is it. And in my mind, I don't think that life would like make it wouldn't make sense for life to happen like that. They would say, "Well, we need a we need a fucking dude. We need a sperm donor. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to keep a human alive, like a, a man with a penis." And that's the part where like the woke culture overrode the fucking storytelling. And yeah. I'm I'm done with that. Like I don't want to deal with that in Hollywood no more. I don't want to fucking see. I think when you tell a story realistically. It's more interesting than when you get too imaginative. Dude, if I'm watching The Sopranos... Don't... And they throw a fucking Asian guy in there and they say, well, yeah, he's a part of the story. No, he's no, not. No, he's not. He would never it's be part of it. It's all Italians. There's not even a fucking Irish guy. And if there is, they're breaking his balls all day long until yeah, he leaves. There's a lot of outside characters in The Sopranos. Yeah. But within the actual family, they're yeah. not going to do that. They're going to be Italian guys in the family. There's going to be, you know, you have your, your Jewish councilman and you have your, your black guys and you have, you know, all these different characters that are playing into the world of The Sopranos. But sure. at the very core, you're telling a story about a cultured, uh, like a, a certain culture. Yeah. You don't bring an outside influence into an existing culture and think that you're going to tell a, re- a realistic story. I think a lot of people are backing away from uh, Hollywood's stories because they're tired of... I'm tired of being fucking hit over the head with your dumb shit. Like, dude, dude just fucking make a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we were t- we were talking about in the Marvel Universe, the Eternals. Why would a bunch of fucking androids be different nationalities? <laughs> 
they're androids for fuck's sakes. Why can't they just be like it doesn't need to be? Like it's just fucking so silly. So I was trying to talk to my wife about that and she's uh open minded. So she's being sympathetic to the other side of the argument and right. she's like, "Well, what do you mean? They're they're trying to appease to the cultures that they're going to go uh inhabit and live with." And I'm like, "No, no, no. No, no, no. They came to the planet already looking different." Now when you look at real life, when an animal lives in the same exact environment, all of the animals of that same species all look damn near the same. So wouldn't that happen on other planets too? If there was one entity creating a bunch of fucking androids, right. they would all look like that. Well, here's my point. Whether like, it's all Asian or all black or all white or all fucking green, it doesn't matter, but they would all look the same. At this point, I'm watching Marvel movies kind of sporadically. Yeah. I'm not keeping up with the complete continuity. Sure. But here's the deal. In Captain Marvel, there's the uh, the alien race. I don't know if they're the Skrulls or the Krees. I think they're the Skrulls. Something like that, yeah. They all look the same. Yeah. Huh? Who would have thought? Right. Like, what's the problem? Why? <laughs> why? Why are you creating a, like these? I, I just can't stand the silly fucking pandering. I'm not saying that you can't have characters of different nationalities and stuff like that, or that they can't exist in that world or whatever. But stop fucking hitting me over the head. Yeah. With your like, I almost. I, I think here's I my laugh. problem is with. It. I laugh because. I swear to God, Hollywood is like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to teach them rednecks living in trailers in Oklahoma that they can get along with black people and Asians. Yeah. So we're going to put them in every fucking movie they watch. <laughs> and and it, does, does Hollywood really think that rednecks are sitting around with Confederate flags and shit and they're like ironing their fucking KKK uniforms? Yeah, right. right. And they're like, you know what? I watched Eternals and they I'm all gonna, got along. Yeah, right. So I'm gonna abandon it. this fucking <laughs> sheet and go, you know. Dude, no. it's stupid. It is. It's stupid. fucking stupid. They're not watching that. They're watching some te- uh, televangelist, you know, yeah. and they're donating their hundred dollars a week to that fucking guy. Yeah, I'd much rather you just tell me the story realistically in yeah. a realistic fashion. I don't have a problem that they've like introduced, you know, they've basically taken like the next generation of the the Avengers and like made each character like a um like an ethnic or gender based character different from its predecessor which to me is like kind of redundant and silly yeah and i kind of look at it as like in my opinion i don't have a problem sure i don't have a problem with a black captain america i don't have a problem with any of that shit what i have a problem with is as the audience don't you feel a little insulted Like, don't you feel a little bit more exploited than you previously were now? Like, if you took the Hawk after fucking 50 years of canon, the Hawk has been Dr. Bruce Banner, this white doctor. That's what he was created as. That's who he is. They revamped it at some point in the comics. They did, like, this little experiment where they made, like, Wolverine a woman. They made the Hawk an Asian guy. They, you know, all this stuff. But they didn't create a new character that was Asian that becomes the Hawk. They said that Bruce Banner was Asian. So it's like, as an Asian fan, don't you feel a little bit more exploited now? Like, they think you're going to come out and buy this book now because the Hawk is fucking Asian? I think it destroys it. 
I think know? it ruins the character. But you know what I think is fascinating, especially in the comic book world, is the comic books have always been pretty liberal and pretty open-minded. Always! And, and I really do believe that, like, first of all, like, like you want more black characters? Why didn't you make a whole storyline about Warhammer? Like, Warhammer... Or War Machine? Or War Machine, I'm yeah, yeah. sorry. You know, War, War Machine... Dude, there was it was right there in front of you. I just but, watched Iron Man, and he literally was like looking at the suit, like, "Yep, next time I'm gonna be in that." And they did. And, they did do characters like that. And like the Black Panther was always kind of like nobody gives a shit about the Black Panther. But also, when I was growing up in the '80s, nobody gave a shit about Iron Man either. Yeah. Nobody yeah, fucking yeah. cared. Iron Man didn't get popular until they made the movies. Well, that's right now, and people don't realize that the comic books were fucking nerdy and stupid. Right. To almost everybody. The Tony Stark in the comic book is not the Tony Stark that's in the movie. Yeah. He's a boring fucking rich guy in the, in the comic books yeah. with an alcohol problem. In the fucking movies, he's this quirky, super personality. Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. has embodied this character and created a new Iron Man. Sure. That makes him so much more fascinating than the source material. But... And, and, and I think that's what it takes, is you can take these characters... I, I mean, to me, like, even Black Panther, if you want to keep going with this and build mm-hmm. the story, I'll say that I think it is tragic that that guy died. Oh, I think it, yeah, you know? I think it's Because I thought fuck. he was he was great, and yeah. I thought he did. The movie itself, I loved. Yeah, it's great. You know? um, but it's it's faithful to the Black Panther. Yeah, and it I is. think it's, it's uh, it kind of hurts my soul that they're like, well, we need to hold on to this, so now we're going to make the little sister. Mm-hmm. She's going to take over. But, dude... How come you just can't leave it the fuck alone? You know, like, right. like there's other stories you could tell. I do believe that Warhammer, like, like, dude, you just you let go of this war car- machine. War right. machine. Yeah. I always fuck. I know. Up. I just want to make sure you sound accurate. That's I all. know. I'm just, I'm just yeah. not nerding it up enough yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> war machine though is like this, this opportunity, because I don't think he was a huge character he's like in, a supporting character he was a supporting character yeah. but now you have this opportunity to take don cheadley and let him go ape shit on this character and that could have been a part of this second generation right. of avengers but you didn't yeah you now it's like, like i think it's iron heart take... the girl is is like the new iron man there's a girl that's like a new iron man why? iron heart why right. you know i don't know you know i guess just to make people and then even Spider-Man like was like a an add-on towards the end of the Avengers. Like yeah. you could have kept going with this. Dude, as good as those Spider-Man movies are, there's nothing that makes that has any resemblance to Spider-Man source material in that in the new Spider. Which I, I don't do, care. I love I do Spider-Man. Love, I do. I'll admit it that I love because I didn't like the previous. I didn't like Tobey Maguire. No, like the other kid. I thought Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire was fucking flawless. Really, I loved it. I don't think it was bad. I think he definitely uh, was good as Peter Parker because Peter Parker has that like, uh, you know, that good kid look. Like, yeah. Pete, like I always think of, uh, and it's funny because other people look at Tobey Maguire and they're like, dude, that that role he played in Brothers, that's his life. Like yeah. he's an evil fucking dude, and you're like, no, no man, he's Peter Parker. Dude, he's a good, he's a good dude. <laughs> I remember him from Cider House Rules, and I that was a good thinking, movie. I like that a, movie. What a great movie. Yeah, you know. Ah, uh, dude. Listen, this fucking we could go on and on with this. I'm yeah. telling you right now. All right, so let's let's so let's just let's say that your top is no country for old men. Now that's yeah. a, listen. 
do you watch older movies? Do you watch black and whites? Do you watch? Uh, I don't. Go, I'm not like a film buff. I'm not like somebody who digs up like an old movie and is like analyzes something that's like too old. I pretty much watch what's generational to me. Okay. You know, so it's like anything that I grew up with. You know, probably nothing before the 70s. Yeah. You know, okay. like, you know, my father loved, like, The Godfather and stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of, like, where my love of that stuff comes from. Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas I saw when I was fucking 10 years old because, like, that was, like, an event in my house. And um, What about foreign films? You do any of that? Mm, I can't say that. I mean, outside of, like, stuff that I've seen from Australia, not really. really. Like, I liked, uh, I don't know if you ever saw Chopper with Eric Bana. Where he plays Mark Chopper Reed, he was yeah. a, a former convict that becomes like a best-selling author. Hmm. But the movie is like so short and sweet and like kind of fucking goofy. But it's a little violent and everything. But it's he's like a this quirky like fucking quick-witted fucking like criminal. Huh? It's pretty cool. You would like it. I'm gonna have to it's, watch it. It looks really out of character for Eric Bana. Like he's kind of like. He's kind of bulky and chul- ch- like chunky in this movie. Like he doesn't look like Eric Bana. Really? Nah, it's weird. And uh, he's got like a handlebar mustache and a buzz cut, and he's covered in like these homemade tattoos and shit like that. But um, that's a pretty cool one. And uh, Romper Stomper was a cool one from Australia with Romper Russell Crowe. Romper is is a good film. I don't think people will watch it because of the context of the film. Yeah, it's a racist movie. Right, right, right. I mean, I don't think they're encouraging racism, no. but that's the story. Yeah, it's telling yeah. a story. Yeah. And uh, there's another one that I love. It's about Malrian people. It's called Once Were Warriors. Huh. I Go out of your way to watch Once Were Warriors. You know who's in it? The guy who plays Boba Fett. Really? He's the father in the movie. And he's fucking jacked. Like, he's scary in this movie. You know? Like, he's like... Once Were Warriors? It's called Once Were Warriors. It's about a Maorian family in New Zealand. And, uh, like, their people were once were warriors, quote-unquote. And, uh, like, it's basically... It just shows, like, what their family life is like. And they have the one brother that's in a gang. He's in, like, a Maorian gang. And something happens to the daughter and it kind of dictates the outcome of the story. So it's really, really fucking good, man. Like, I, I definitely think you should check that out. I think you would appreciate it. So, dude, I I have such a an eclectic... Like, like there are foreign films that are uh, sub subtext only. Subtitles, subtitles and shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, there's, there's just so many great films. Like, I'm surprised that you draw Samurai and you don't watch I don't know any, shit about Samurais. I just like them visually. You don't visually. watch any of the, like, even some of the more later ones. Like, there's a movie that Jet Li did that I am still to this day, I think it's definitely on my top ten list. It's yeah. called Hero. No, I never saw it. It's, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. It's one of my favorite sayings that I heard specifically in that movie. And it says, uh, at the end of the film... He he says there are heroes on both sides of the battlefield. You know, it depends mm-hmm. on who's telling the story. And I was always fascinated by that idea because then His, I started. History is always written by the winner. Well, that's yeah. the way it always goes. But but then when you start thinking about it, and I would I would kind of question people, and I would say, well, don't you think that there were some German soldiers that didn't necessarily believed in what Hitler was doing, but they just. Had to go had, along with it. They had to provide for their families, and and maybe they fought heroically, but it wasn't, it wasn't because they particularly they believed in the ideals, Jews, right? You know, they right. just they had to do what they were told to do, you know. And me as a soldier, I guess I can sympathize with that because that was 
I didn't necessarily like some of the things we were doing. I didn't like George Bush. I didn't like right. why we were in Iraq. I, I thought it was all bullshit. But like, I'm a soldier. That's what my fucking job. Yeah. Is. I don't like you signed up a to do a lot of things the U.S. government tells me to do or tells the people they're doing. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I don't love being an American. I'm right. a fucking American. I love this. Let's not go down that fucking. No, I know what you mean though. Man, I, I keep touching on this political. Well, you, shit, you, know, you know what know? it is, is because it's almost like you're talking about, you know, these you, the Nazi army or whatever like that, and you. Sadly, it's always like we always have to edit all of our statements. Yeah. Because you don't want it to be misconstrued by somebody. Yeah, by you don't no want means. people to go, oh, well, this dude's a fucking racist because they're, he's glorifying this. It's like, let me explain it away so you understand the context in which I'm saying it so that you don't fucking come back at me and, you know. Dude, I, I'm done. I'm almost done. You don't want to apologize I'm anymore. Done ap- I, yeah. I'm seriously done apologizing. Like, lately, I'm like, people are accusing me of, like, stupid shit of being a racist and I, like, I kind of want to, like, be a dickhead and, like, post a picture or videos of me and my wife and kids just hanging out right i'm like dude you don't get it man i i'm open-minded enough to think that not everything is black and white you know and which is funny because that comes back to an earlier episode when we were listening to kanye spout his racist bullshit about jewish people that was malicious dude at first i thought is this one of these things where he's trying to like say that maybe like the yin and yang of life maybe there is some good things about hitler that will never be understood is that what kanye's trying to say right now and then the the fucking video keeps going and i'm like nope that's not what kanye's, yeah, that's trying, not what to he's trying to say kanye is clearly hating on jews right now right okay i'm gonna shut the fuck up i am not gonna you know get yeah you want to find a way to sympathize with somebody before you want to fucking tell them tell everybody i do I, I do i, I do don't too. think the general public wants that though. i always want to give people the benefit of the doubt i always think that you know most people have some kind of inherent goodness in them that because you know why because i have it <laughs> well yes yeah but because there's only a few of us that want the hero to win Right. You and I want the hero to win. I love and I believe in happy endings. I married my wife and I had my children because life was hard and I believe that I'm living my happy ending. Right. That's what I believe. I don't want to believe that the villain wins because if the villain wins, something bad is going to happen. And I'm afraid of that. You know, like to take this a little deep, that's that's the way I live my life. You and I have discussed this. I'm afraid that something bad's going to happen. You will make me become the villain if that happens. Right. You know? Believe me, I have seriously thought about how bad, (laughs) how violent I could be. Mm -hmm. I could be extremely violent. I am very capable of being Ted Kaczynski. You know? Do I want to be that? No. Right. I want to be the Partridge family. You know? I want to be the fucking, the Bradys. I want to be, I want that. I just want to be a good guy. Yeah. At the end of the day, I want to be a good guy. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't want to become the Joker. I watched the Joker. I loved... That was a good movie. I loved the Joker. That was... Of all the shit that DC's... DC's put out a lot of fucking shit. Not that... I didn't want to really make this about comic book movies, but that's kind of like what we... You but know, that's what our... That's, that's what our... That's current. what is The current. last 10 years, that is what yeah. Hollywood is. That's yeah. the only good thing coming out of Hollywood. They took Stan Lee. They fucking raped him. I know. It's terrible. Know? 
And, and people even close to Stan Lee were fucking stealing from him. Oh, my God, Terrible. Dude. And look, Stan Lee created a lot of that stuff. A lot of people give him all the credit. They don't give a lot of credit to Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, who, you know, really, Jack Kirby, like, created the Marvel Universe, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. those guys really need their due. But um, that that's kind of like a whole other situation. You know, we could do a whole nerd podcast just on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think that, there's, I almost feel like there's too much comic book content out there. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I like. Can we dial it back a little bit and give me like an original movie? Like where, like what happened to movies like The Professional? Dude, you know what I mean. Like what happened to fucking The Departed? I wrote in my head, and this is how much of a dickhead I am. This is how much of a hypocrite I am. I wrote a sequel to the. Professional? To the professional. Where Matilda grows up as Matilda a... Matilda grows yeah. up and continues down the path yeah. and becomes the next uh, Louis, you know? Leon. She, Leon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so like in my head, like that's the only logical way that story can go. Right. And I hope to God nobody does that's that. That's a flawless movie. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I mean, it's really a love story, as inappropriate as it sounds. Uh, Yeah. 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 In it's some a love kind story. Of a, I mean, she's definitely in love with him. Right. You know? But he all, she gives him every reason. Like, when he tells her when he's putting her down the, uh, the fucking, the shaft to get through the, uh, the building. Like, you know, you give me a reason to live. I want to have roots. That's a beautiful scene. I think it's more, I don't think it's a love scene. I think it's father and daughter. Yeah. I think that, but I mean, uh, it's a love story. Whether yeah. it, the context of it is a couple. I don't think it's necessarily a couple. I don't think he's in love with her. Sure. She's sure. in love with him. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, she's, you know, but he loves her. Like, he but wants to that, take care of her. He wants to have the things that she wants him to have. Isn't that, uh, like, when you think about what the story is, though, here's this man that goes through life and he has no purpose. I can recognize that because prior to me having children, I felt that. You know, I felt this, like, I'm not fulfilling something here, mm -hmm. you know? And, and especially me having children later in life, Prior to meeting my wife, I felt very hollow and very empty. The things that I'm doing mean nothing. I'm right. not doing anything. I'm not I'm not sending anything into the future. And I think that's the point of that movie is like Leon He's a villain in the beginning of the movie. He's a bad guy. Yeah. He is the big scary monster that the mobsters call. And then uh this this um connection to life that he yeah. finds, here's this little girl that needs to be protected. He suddenly realizes this this is his purpose, yeah. even if it kills him. And you have these detectives that are supposedly the good guys. They're really the villains in the movie. And, and dude, what's his face? Fucking uh, Gary Oldman. Uh, so good. Such a talented Fuck. actor, dude. Dude. The thing where he cracks his neck. Yeah, after he takes the pill. Dude. And he's listening I was to like, classical music. That is so fucking well done. Yeah, it's Like, cool. dude, that made that character look so grimy and like... Uh-huh. And when he cracks his neck, to me, is always this transformation of like, okay, I'm a piece of shit cop right now, but now I'm going to be fucking evil. Yeah. You know? Now I'm fucking, like, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he's walking through the fucking apartment and he's like, you dancing. know, yeah. dancing to the classical music and talking about how much he loves Mozart and... It's so good, man. That's a really cool fucking movie. So good. One of my absolute favorites. One of my favorites, too. That's yeah. that's in my top five, probably, yeah. And this is another one of them where I want the hero to win. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I, want, I want Leon. And you're heartbroken when, yeah. when you see Leon, you see it through Leon's eyes as he goes down to the floor 
when Stansfield shoots him in the back of the head or whatever. Yeah. And but when he rolls over and he goes Stansfield and he's like at your service and he fucking reaches over and puts the fucking pin in his hand and he opens his hand and realizes he's got a grenade pin in his hand and opens his jacket and you're like, oh fuck, man, Leon, you are the <laughs> baddest motherfucker who ever lived. And then just that giant, exp- oh man, fucking the professional, dude. Yeah. Uh, I can feel my little dick getting hard right now. <laughs> dude, that fucking movie is so goddamn good. It's so goddamn good. Oh, uh, and like fucking Matilda is so lovable through the whole movie. Like you think like she's this bad little girl and she's actually just this soft hearted little fucking kid, you know, <laughs> so good. Oh man. The innocence of childhood. That's an, uh, I just love stories that illustrate uh, those things that we cherish. Yeah. You know? At the end of the day, really, when I see movies like that, like, first of all, I have this theory in my head that I'm here to protect my family. That's the way I look at fatherhood. Mm-hmm. I am the wolf. I'm the fucking wolf. My kids, when we go to bed, they howl like wolves because that's what we do in mm-hmm. my family. We literally, oh, oh, and they all do it back to me, and everybody knows that dad's the big wolf. They you know? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's a real thing that we do, mm. you know? And in my eyes, I'm the wolf that protects their innocence. I married my wife because I believe that she's an innocent person. She's a good person. Mm-hmm. She has morals. She cares, you know? And I love stories that resonate with that, that culture, that idea you know, the little girl, she's mischievous, but she's not a bad kid. No, she's, she's, a bad kid. She's, she's redeemable, you know? Yeah. Even some of the, the harder movies to stomach, you know, I love that they can they can pull that out of you. When you watch American History X, which yeah. to me, this isn't an iconic movie to watch racist people hurt black people. No. To me, this is this transformation of like, you had this very bad resentment and you had to learn... That it's bullshit. Yeah. Ed Norton realizes pretty quickly that it's bullshit. You know? And then he's trying to get his brother to fucking... I love when he calls that fucking guy a chicken hawk. The fucking... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. Because that's what... That's essentially what he is. Yeah, you're praying on fucking people. And he says that. He literally says it. But it's the truth is like... You're a person that knows how to manipulate people. But as a you, you know, know, as a whole, people watch that movie and all they remember is him fucking stomping that guy's fucking mouth into the curb or whatever. That's all they miss the point of the fucking movie sometimes. Well, and yeah. then, so like me, to me, understanding that film is understanding what a resentment is, right. you know, and and like the hatred that people hold towards each other and this, uh, you know, it's just. That's what the that's the fucking problem with the world is, man. Yeah. That's why that's why racism is a thing. It's it's a resentment. At the end yeah. of the day, it's, you're holding on too tightly. Yeah. You're holding people you know? hold on to their pain like it means something. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta move on. Well, and that's what victim victim, what do they call it? Victimhood, is you know like nowadays there there's like this cultural thing where everybody thinks that they're the victim and and like. Right. You may be to some extent, but instead of using it as a crutch, you yeah, should use you, it to, right. to build you up and become stronger. You didn't like your, your weight, and you right. were like, I could sit here and blame McDonald's, or I could blame this, or I could blame that, or I could blame everybody. Man, but at instead, the end of the day, I'm the one who's not fucking exercising. I'm the one who's eating the bullshit. Like, I'm the only one to blame for it. And, well, you, know, you Change just, it, you know? Well, and most importantly, it's like, it's like at, at what point do you just draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, it doesn't fucking matter who caused it 
I gotta fix it. It's gotta get fixed. Yeah. You don't go to work and fucking fuck something up and then go, you know, well, that's the end of the day. You know, you you fucking work it out and you figure it out, you know? Dude, that's it. All you can do is live in this moment, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, man. All right, so I'll tell you what, man. We've been going a long time now. We talked about a lot of uh, dramatic films and stuff like that. But just leave it on a lighter note. What's our favorite funny movie? Dude, what is your absolute favorite comedy? Like, what makes you just die, just die laughing? laughing from beginning to end? And, or maybe there's more than one because I have. Yeah, there's a lot, but I'm gonna pick one that really is meaningful to me because I saw like like everything I saw really way too young <laughs> than I should have. Uh, this is one of my absolute favorite fucking comedy movies ever. And I think it should have ended at some point without going into the rest of the movie. Like, I think they should have just ended the story when these guys got out of basic training. I'm going to pick Stripes. Really? I fucking love Stripes, dude. It's so quotable. And I just laugh at every fucking scene. I Bill, love Bill Murray. Bill Murray is a win no matter what. Yeah, dude. he really is. Dude, Bill Murray and fucking like in Kingpin, he's oh the best God. part of it. Big Ernie McCracken oh is the God. best part of the fucking movie. Dude, Kingpin to this day. So fucking funny. Dude, I die laughing even thinking about Kingpin, man. Oh, and, yeah. And Randy Quaid. Yeah. Big Amish Big dumb fuck. Amish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's just so many fucking Woody scenes. Harrelson. Dude, Woody, Woody Harrelson's Woody so Har- fucking cool, man. I love Woody Harrelson. Dude. What a what a What a cast. So Kingpin is definitely on my list of yeah. like I could watch that fucking movie a million times but and stripes. laugh every time. Alright, so stripes stripes is stripes so is fucking for you. Good. Yeah, I mean it's got so much of like stupid humor in it and it's got like witty like creative humor but it's also got like the fucking the naked girls and stuff like that and you got john candy in there and fucking harold ramus and i think judge ryan judd reinhold's in it when he's really young it's dude i love it the scene when they go to enlist and they're sitting there across from the fucking the recruitment officer and he's like and he's asking them questions and he's like uh either one of you a uh, homosexual and he was and they look at each other with this look like hmm, you know and they fucking <laughs> and they turn around and fucking Harold Ramis is like you mean like flaming or like and he's like ah oh, it's a general question we have to ask and then he goes no we're not homosexual but we are willing to learn dude it's so fucking good man it's i love fucking stripes dude i absolutely love stripes and That's then, uh, fucking John Larroquette plays, uh, fucking, uh, I don't know what he, his rank is or whatever, but he's great in it too. And he's like, he, when he's fucking standing across the, uh, he's watching the, the females shower Yeah, yeah. in yeah. that one scene and he's got the fucking telescope and he's fucking looking at them shower and he's saying all this dumb shit under his breath and he's like, oh my God, I wish I was a loofah. <laughs> um, dude, I fucking love that movie, man. I love it. I think, um... I think Spaceballs is up there on my list. <laughs> Spaceballs yeah. is like... But you know what's funny to me is the problem is that a lot of stuff that I grew up on thinking was hilarious... They couldn't do it now. You can't do it now. Yeah, you can't you do know? it now. Like, uh, Blazing Saddles would never fucking get out there Blazing now. Saddles. Uh, you know, like there's just... Dude, there's just... Um, but I'll tell you this. So listen, I wanted to tell you about this. So I... I I was watching, or I was listening to this other podcast, uh, John Bernthal's Real Ones. And yeah. he interviews Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf tells this story about this famous 
um, AA speaker, this guy, Sandy Beach. Sandy Beach uh, basically retells this uh, Chinese parable about uh, a farmer that goes through these trials and tribulations and after each trial and tribulation of whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that occurs he always says well you know like like the villagers would run down and say oh man isn't it great that that happened and he would go well maybe and then something else would happen because of that that was bad and he would go well you know they would ask him well that's horrible that that happened he would go well maybe you know yeah and it's this constant uh series of events good and bad that are all linked together and couldn't have occurred without the previous one so that being said i was sitting there listening to him and i was like you know what story this is it's dumb and dumber <laughs> it's fucking dumb and dumber yeah so when you watch dumb and dumber there's these two fucking morons dude dumb and dumber is fucking hilarious fucking uh lloyd sees the woman that he falls in love with right she loses her luggage in his eyes he goes to cheat receive the luggage and give it back to her but can't get her right so then he goes home and decides i gotta go on this adventure and go find this woman samsonite Dude, there's so many iconic. It's so stupid. Dumb and Dumber to me is is like uh is you know what's great about it is it's also so non-offensive. It's one of the yeah, movies that it's I really clean. It's a clean kind of funny. Dude, when when the fucking cop is yelling at him and he tells him, pull over and no, it's a car to give him, but thanks for asking. <laughs> How fucking stupid yeah. is that? I love when, Dude, uh, I don't know why, but it makes me die laughing. What are the chances of a girl like me and a guy like you getting together? Like, he fucks it up already. Like, he already <laughs> fucks it up by saying that. Like, he meant to say a guy like me and a girl like she's you. Like, and she's like, one in a million. And he's like, <laughs> so, the, so, so I, I have a chance. <laughs> so many fucking one-liners yep. dude he hands him like a hundred dollars and he's like all right all right just go get the bare essentials and he's coming back with this giant five gallon hat and two cases of booze <laughs> what the fuck dude i love and when they're nudie, on the moped and nudie mags <laughs> <laughs> they're on the moped and he has the piss and he's like just go just, just go just go man <laughs> just go and their boogers and shit are all dried up the side of his face they're frozen on air oh what a stupid Dude. movie when they go to the fucking and they're wearing the orange and blue sh- suits and he hits them <laughs> on the back of the legs with the cane so stupid mock yeah <laughs> bird yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? (laughs) It's Uh, so stupid. (laughs) Dude, I do that to my wife sometimes when we're driving. I'll look over to her and you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. (laughs) What a fucking stupid movie. Dude, do you know what? Speaking of loud noises like that, they crack me up. (laughs) Dude, do you remember Coneheads? 
Yeah, 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 the yeah. Scene, My fucking niece loves Coneheads. Dude, I think it's She's hilarious. insane. She loves it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I So, like, the one scene in particular that just tickles the shit out of me is the mom is walking through the fucking supermarket and looks over oh, and, yeah, and yeah, sees yeah. a bunch of eggplants yeah, and, and starts, screams yeah. through the store. She's like, <laughs> And it's even funnier is because if you listen closely, you can hear it echo. Right. <laughs> Dude. And then she does this like chuckle. She's like, <laughs> and when she realizes it's not, it's not dead a- babies. <laughs> what a fucking crazy movie. Holy shit, man. My niece didn't really, she didn't discover that. My niece is like fucking in her 20s or whatever. Really? So she didn't know anything about like the Saturday Night Live shit or whatever. Oh, she dude. just happened to fucking be like, what the fuck is Coneheads? You know, like it's so foreign to her. Yeah. And she wa- and she loves it. Dude. She like is obsessed with it. She loves it. I love old comedy. I'll tell you one of my absolute top favorite comedies, and it's all the way back from probably before I was alive, but I saw it when I was very young, The Jerk. Which oh, The Jerk Mark. is the best. Dude. It's the best. The, he's like, he's fucking running around, and he's it's, like, the paint cans are exploding! The paint cans oh. are exploding! And there's a sniper trying to shoot at yeah. him. <laughs> I like the advice. He 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 grew up with an all-black With the all-black family, family, yeah. And as he's walking out the door, the dad says to him, now, son, you listen closely. You watch out for fucking Whitey, because he'll try to get your ass every time. <laughs> Iron Balls McGinty. <laughs> He's writing the checks out. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't man. need anything except for this and this. Dude. <laughs> so good. Fucking great, man. Yeah. That's a shame because, like, it, some of those guys, like, like Steve Martin's great, but, like, a dude like Chevy Chase who made some funny shit, he kind of gets a rap for being a dickhead. I love him. Yeah. I like a lot of this. I love Fletch. Yeah. Fletch was a good one. Yeah, I like him. What was Fletch? Fletch, it's ridiculous, dude. Go back and watch Fletch. You would like really? it. Really? Yeah, you would watch I it. I definitely, I mean, let's, you can never go wrong with Christmas Vacation. Oh, Christmas Vacation is fucking hilarious. The reason Randy I, Quaid. Dude, the reason Again. I started cursing the way I do is because of his, his monologue. His monologue yeah. cursing his boss out. Yeah. I was like, I never laughed so hard in my life. I literally, as a little kid, decided that fucking moment, I'm going to curse like that guy. There's I'm going to say the most yep. ridiculous shit. <laughs> that is when it all began. I love when Randy Quaid, when he goes through that tirade and he's like, I want his fucking ass here in my... And Randy Quaid's like, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> he fucking goes and gets him. And he's kicking the guy. He's kicking Brian Doyle Murray in the ass on the way into the fucking thing. Dude, that's so good. Uh, the, one of my favorite fucking quotes from that movie is Randy Quaid when they're out in the store, they're shopping, and he's he's basically telling them, I don't have any money to buy anything for Christmas. And fucking uh, Chevy Chase is like, Do you are you asking me to help you get gifts for the for your, for everybody for Christmas? And he's like, Ah, oh, you would do that, Clark. And fucking uh, when they're done having the conversation, Randy Quaid says to Chevy Chase, he goes, If you don't mind, Clark, I'd like to get you something real nice. <laughs> 
Dude, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and pay attention. Uh, to that, there's man. there's so many like little things. That I think are I ridiculous. think the little things are the funniest things in the world to me. Like, I love when you can watch something and not remember what you laughed at. Dude, I think it's the small details that always crack me up the most. Yeah. Like like all right, let me tell you my favorite South Park moment, and it is a little <laughs> offensive. Yeah. I'm going to tell a disclaimer right now. I'm just repeating what I saw on the television. And then I'd like to explain why I think it's so fucking funny. Right. They're returning this videotape to the to the tape place, to uh, Blockbuster or whatever. And they're doing this little excursion. They're pretending like they're the fellowship from Lord of the Rings. And Cartman and the boys are walking down the street. And they look up and they see other kids playing on a front lawn. And Cartman, in his typical asshole way, turns and goes, Hey, what are you guys playing? And then the other little kids are playing Harry Potter. Because these movies came out at the same time. And in typical Cartman fashion, which in my mind is all American children at that moment. Yeah. All kids acted like this. Cartman goes, Huh. Fags and fucking walks away. <laughs> but like, and, was like what he wasn't doing the same yeah, thing that they were doing so anyway. To me, I laugh my nuts off yeah. because little kids and even adults are like that. Oh dude. yeah. And it's not the word that makes it funny; it's the fact that you're not doing what I'm doing, so you're clearly a piece of when shit. When we're actually doing the same you know? exact fucking thing. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're you're pretending to play your game. I'm pretending to play my game. But you're not doing the same. You're one not as, as cool me, as me because you know? you're not doing the one I'm doing. It's like football, like like you know the Eagles fans hate Dallas fans and vice versa. Right. You're all watching football. What the fuck I are you don't, talking about? Listen, yeah. I'm not a football guy. Yeah, I'll never understand people that have a, a favorite team <laughs> in another city. If you live in Philadelphia, yeah, 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 your fucking favorite team better be the Eagles. If you're watching football, like, and listen, I don't give a fuck. Sure, I don't give a shit about. Well, football, my I, but my thought process here is none of the guys that are on the Eagles are from Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. basically just rooting for the guys that are wearing your clothes. So that's the funny thing is I ask Eagles fans just for shits and giggles sometimes. So if that player, your favorite guy, is that your favorite guy right there? Yeah, he's the shit. This guy's the best. Right. What if he becomes a cowboy? What if he? Do you hate what him if now? He, what if he? Uh, <clears throat> you know, went to the Giants. Would you like him then? Right. Oh, no, he's a piece of shit then. Yeah. And you're like... Very few players still draw the ire of, like, like when I was a flyer, I was, like, really into the flyers. If Sidney Crosby ever became a flyer, I'd be like, I don't want that fucking guy on my team. I don't care how great he is. I can't stand him. I don't want him here. Yeah. So he's always going to be a fucking piece of shit. But, like, that's the thing. Like, how many years did we hate, like, Yamir Yager, you know, and then became a flyer and we all fucking loved him? Like, it's just, it's so, you're rooting for the guys that are wearing your clothes. Yeah. End of the day, end of the, Yeah. So if you're sitting there talking shit, you're, I don't understand guys that live in this area that are Dallas fans. So that's the way, that's why that joke was so yeah. fucking funny to me is because, dude, we all judge so right. harshly, you know? Yeah. So. We're not doing, we're doing Anyway, hopefully shit. I don't get canceled because yeah, I repeated you said the what F-word. I saw on South right. Park. Yeah. But, you know, hey man, it was fucking funny and I still love it to this day. <laughs> what else, what, alright, so what else is on the list? I love Dumb and Dumber. That's definitely probably on top That's of That's top, list. yeah. Probably top I of the list. I think some of them are like, some of them are kind of generational. Like, I think you're, you might be a couple years younger than me, so your choices are a little bit different than mine. 
Yeah, but I'm pretty eclectic. Yeah, so am I. So, like, 80s, uh, like, I loved Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. I mean, I loved... uh, you know, and then, like, comedy-wise... I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, I know it's not necessarily a funny, funny movie. I think it's a fun movie. It's a I fun think... movie, but it has some funny lines in it. Um... The fucking lady that plays the uh, the secretary for the principal, <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. and there's little lines that she says. But that's says, because she has that perfect little, like... like yeah, <laughs> like a fucking dunce. Oh, Ferris. Yeah. You, you know, you didn't come to school today. <laughs> But fucking, when she says, when Rooney's like, I don't trust this kid any farther than I could throw him. And fucking, this bitch turns around and she she well, says. Well, with your back, Rooney. <laughs> she says, you shouldn't be throwing anybody with your bad knee in. <laughs> like, she has the best fucking little one-liners. Oh, man. Rooney's fucking hilarious in it. He's great in it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, Cameron's yeah, yeah. great in it. Cameron's a pretty funny character. I feel like this is, uh, I feel like it's cheating, though, saying that movie. Because that's like a go-to. Yeah, it is a go-to. But I, think, I loved it. I saw I that when everybody... I was like five or six years old, and I, I fucking loved it. Me and my buddy Michael used to laugh our asses off at that, too. So you know what's funny is we were talking about sports, and I'll admit this. I don't watch any sports. None? You know, none. none. Yeah, so I was a big hockey guy for a little while. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to any of them. Like those character, those players you just named? You don't know who they are. I have no clue. Yeah. No fucking clue. People, like I said earlier, like people ask me, like, what are you doing for the Eagles games? I tell them I'm watching No Country for Old Men or something. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I tell them, like, I'm watching a movie. But you know what's funny is I do enjoy football and sports movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, recently, uh, being that we're from Philadelphia, the movie that was done, uh, Adam Sandler did an incredible film. Oh, Hustle. Hustle. Guy that I go to the gym with was in it. Really? Yeah. There's a scene where there's a really big tall kid and he's rolling a fucking tire. Okay. In the basketball and he guys dribbling the ball through the through the tire. The guy rolling the tire goes to the gym with me. No shit. Yeah, super nice guy. Really? One of the nicest fucking guys you'll ever meet in your life. Not... Just a really good-hearted guy. Was it Terrence? No, his name's Ed. Oh, really? But he, he goes he has a little like clothing brand that he I'm going to promote it for him. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called War Hustle Collection. Okay. And he tells people he tells people to call him War. Really? He's dude. He's like Thanos, man. He's fucking huge. Really? And he's the sweetest guy, like the nicest fucking dude on the planet, like a really good guy. And you found him at Fort, well, I, I met him Fort, at Fort Delco. Yeah, I met yeah. him there, and we we talk every once in a while. And he wants me to draw stuff for him and things like that. And he's a really good guy. Yeah. But um, but he was in the movie. He does a little bit of acting. Terrence does acting too. Yeah, yeah. Terrence yeah. likes to act too. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to act. He, he likes to do a little <laughs> bit of the acting. <laughs> good people. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so here's my, here's a comedy movie I love. The Other Guys. <laughs> I love it. Bro. I love, it's my favorite, go... Will, it's my favorite Will Ferrell movie, hands down. Really? Favorite? I mean, I listen. I think so. It's, and that's, that <clears throat> says a lot. Will Ferrell movies, uh, are in their own genre, in He's my opinion. He's so absurd. Comedy wise, him. I'll say this, dude. I'll say this. As an adult, very masculine kind of dude that I am, I love Elf. Do you? I never I watched Elf. Love, oh, dude. I never, is it really that good? Because it's Will Farrell. Yeah. Dude, Will Farrell could be fucking funny playing a Smurf. You know, yeah. like. I, say, I never I saw know. Kicking and Screaming either. I like, don't know what that, that is. That seems more like a family movie, the soccer movie with Mike Dicka and Will Farrell. I should watch that. Yeah. I don't think I've I, seen it. It's more like a family film, I think. I think I've seen it once, and Dude, I don't really remember too much of even it. Even in Elf, like the goofy shit that he does, like at one point, uh, 
Will Farrell is supposedly like a an orphaned elf, and now mm-hmm. he's in in New York City walking around. And at one point, they see a Santa Claus like in a mall, and Will Farrell, like, and dude, when he fucking, dude, when he does it, like you you think he believes it, like like. So at one point, he sees this fucking Santa, and he's like. <sighs> Oh. It's Santa. Yeah. I know him. And you're like, dude, the look on his fucking face just makes so me comical. die laughing. Yeah. You know, you're like, dude, this big giant goofy fuck, you know, like, I don't know, man. Uh, so Elf is, I think is pretty funny. It's amusing. And it's, you know, it's a family movie. So you're safe watching it. I feel like the know? other guys wasn't even scripted. I dude, feel like the nobody other guys, wrote that. The other guys is fucking ridiculous. I feel like they said, this is the story. And then they just fucking go nuts. I love watching Michael uh, Keaton. I love watching <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> Forget it, dude. Oh, dude, man. you know what though? Michael Keaton. To He's me, fucking hilarious. He is. Let me tell you something. Time tested. Time tested and wins all the time. Yeah. And and I honestly believe that Michael Keaton is one of the great actors. Yeah. That I don't even know if he'll ever like fully get appreciated. The recognition he deserves. So like I watched a show recently that he did where which, he plays the doctor, the pharmaceutical dude, show. Yeah. It's it's called uh Dope Sick. Yeah. And it is uh I'm a recovering addict and I'll tell you it is a very true story mm-hmm. to how bad opiate addiction is. The epidemic. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh so he's dramatic. He does yeah. dramatic roles. He, he can does do comedic comedy. roles. Dude, it might sound bad, and and the young kids are gonna be like, "That's so mean! I can't believe that." But in multiplicity, yeah, he he is a person that literally splits himself, clones himself yeah. three times. Mm-hmm. The last clone is slow because it's a clone of a clone, right? And it is the funniest shit you'll ever see in your fucking life. I quote it. When yeah. somebody says something so fucking outlandish or stupid, I literally will just repeat lines from that movie and just go, Steven, I love pizza. <laughs> just like <laughs> fucking die, dude, because it makes no fucking yeah. sense, you know? I'm trying to think, like, recent comedies that I really like is, like, um, I, I thought the, thir- the 40-year-old version was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really good. See, I like things like that. I like a movie where I don't have to fucking... Like, there's times that I get, like, anxiety from watching certain movies. I feel like it took a huge nosedive when cancel culture really Yeah, because now you can't really fucking just say funny shit. Dude, the hangover... I mean, I think we say this in every episode, is, like, we talk about how, like, people take things out of context, and they just... Like, man, like, we cannot eliminate everything. Dude, if you... You have destroyed comedy at this point. You're trying to wipe the slate clean. But then what are you left with? You're left with resentment and anger. You're walking around like, nah, that's not fucking funny. Yeah, it is fucking funny, you asshole. Knock it off. You know what it is? Lighten up. You know why it's such a problem? Because comedy heals. The moment you start laughing and feeling good and smiling. You kind of forget what you were pissed off about. Then it goes you know? away, and it's not a problem. I mean, have you ever you been, know? like, have you ever had, like, a fucking three-day-long fucking argument with your wife where just out of nowhere, something will happen where the two of you laugh, <laughs> and it's over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, we're done. You hug each other, you have great sex, and the, you're done having <laughs> the fucking fight because you laughed at something. Yeah. Like, I don't, man, when you're walking around taking yourself too fucking seriously, man... You're just, you're not contributing. You're not contributing to anything. I've 
definitely done it. I've definitely been mad about something that me and Gabby were upset about. And I'm like walking around and <clears throat> look, I understand that anger is um, infectious, it's you know, baggage. Well, it's also like when it's happening, you don't really want to let go of it because there's a certain amount of energy that you can't seem to. You don't want to back down. It's like an addiction. It's it's yeah. like it's like you can't you can't let go of it, you know? Like dude, I used to I used to get off like not literally have I know orgasm, what you mean. but like uh like fighting people or like arguing with people. Like I used to literally enjoy kind of crave confrontation. Yeah, yeah, I used to enjoy it. Sometimes I still do. It sometimes it's still like this weird thing, but then it's like you know, like, at some point, you get exhausted, and you're yeah, like, all right, dude, tiring. I'm fucking done. I don't want to sleep on the couch tonight. I want to go to fucking lay in my bed. And I'm going to admit it. I am a snuggler, dude. I know yeah. I'm, like, this Mr. Tough guy. I'm, like, a blue-collar guy. Fuck that, dude. I cuddle. I'm right. a cuddler. I cuddle the shit out of my wife. And when we're arguing, I don't want to fucking... I don't want to argue too long, because I miss cuddling, yeah. you know? So... The whole destruction of comedy, I mean, I hope it bounces back. I think that there are people that are still out there fighting the good fight, you know? And I think that at the end of the day, when you hold this great resentment towards a comedian for doing his job and trying mm -hmm. to make you laugh, and even me, like that last incident where I made a joke, and then, like, you literally deleted, you deleted a video my, yeah. that had and a million fucking views. And I didn't even say it. You took views. it way out of context. You know, like, like... why would you delete something like that? Because I said something that... It's almost mm. like... Oh, man. I don't fucking... All I can say is, is I'm not going to stop being me. No, no. And I'm not and being... you shouldn't. Me is not an angry person. Me... I, if anybody that's listening that knows who I really am is I'm going to continue to tell jokes... That push the limit a little bit. Listen. Only to make you laugh. Because we should all see how ridiculous we are. If I can laugh at me being a fucking white guy, you know, yeah. that does blue collar shit. And like, if we can laugh about that, then Don we can Rickles laugh. Don Rickles died being that guy. Yeah. And, you know, nobody goes back and says, I don't like Don Rickles. Nobody yeah. wants to cancel Don Rickles. Don Rickles would tell you outright, look, I make fun of everybody. Yeah. You have to laugh. That's the way it is. You know? And you know? I totally am <laughs> on board with that. You know? I The other day I was having a conversation with somebody and they were like, well, my problem with Twitter is because, you know, there's too much freedom of speech. I said, there's no such thing as too much freedom of speech. Like, I've been, I've been working on this joke. I've been working on this joke. And I'm like, dude, I think it's a winner. I think it's a fucking winner. Yeah. But I think that it has to be very cleverly crafted the way it's written. And the... Basically, let's let's just spitball here. Let's just see. Let's so, somebody is listening to our show. We're 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 gaining followers. We're gaining downloads. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens here. Let's see if we you know like if I fuck up right now and get us into a lot of trouble. <laughs> but basically, it starts out like this: lesbians are full of shit. <laughs> Gay guys are way better. They're way more awesome. And then from there, I start explaining the differences and why I think that gay men are better than lesbians. And the premise is, is I'm going to start a divide <laughs> between these two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. cause an argument between them two. <laughs> but uh, but it's really just to make a joke and, and get people laughing. And, right. and I'm not attacking either 
No, I don't care. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care. Not that, and you shouldn't even care that I care. You know what the problem is? Is I think it's okay to celebrate or even joke about our differences. Right. I think, as always, it's context. Mm -hmm. Dude, if I'm doing this specifically because I'm trying to illustrate that you're a bad person, that's not good. That's not a good thing. That should be corrected. But if I'm doing this so that we can all, I'm not learn asking you to tolerate me being fucking mean spirited. Right. I'm not asking anybody to tolerate something that's mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying realize that like context is king. If there's no malice in what I'm saying, and my whole fucking intent is to put a smile on your face, give me a fucking break. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be your friend, dude. You know what I mean? And more importantly. I think the only way for us to all to get along is if we ask uncomfortable questions. Mm-hmm. But if you stop me from exploring, approaching, yeah. approaching the subject, whether it's through comedy or asking you something that makes you uncomfortable, at the end of the day, I think that there's no way to have mom and dad, the parents, sit here and monitor the conversation so that we're all nice and cordial to you. There, dude, the schoolyard is always going to be there. There's always yeah. going to be tough times. I always, like, I another joke that I always think that I should say is, like, dude, you know what I want from the trans community? I want you to start beating up masculine men. <laughs> like, dude, I want trans dudes to just start fucking up dudes like me. Fuck them up. Don't stand here and be like, you can't say that. You can't. Just punch them in the fucking face. Right. You know? That dude will shut the fuck up instantly. You'll put an end to it real quick. Yeah, dude. You know, once you he'll either it, respect you or he'll run from you. Yeah. One or the other, your problem is now fixed. Yeah. All right? It's like when you deal with a bully, you got to punch him in the fucking mouth and get That's it over it, with. You know? That's it. And tell him if he keeps it up, I'll slap you in the face with this giant ass dick of mine. <laughs> 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 but you listen, at the end of the day, man, you know how you win a pissing contest? You play by the rules of the pissing contest. You don't try to change the rules. Right. Because you didn't win, you cheated. You know? So, (sighs) comedy. Dude, we went (laughs) off. We were like, we really, I came in here thinking I'm going to talk about every movie I fucking love. I think we did talk about a lot of movies. We did. We talked about a lot of it, but this was a real, like, social commentary. And that's that's what a lot of conversations break down into now. Yeah, but I yeah. think we did everything. Like, I think we had deep conversations. Yeah. I think we, you know. I'll tell you what. I think we should roll music and we can we can we chat. Call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. All right. Till next time. Your move, creep. <laughs>
fucking do it! Do it! Madam, you have suffered an emotional shock. I will notify a rape crisis center. 